Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. Well, the XFL is back. Yes! 17 years after it went belly up. And oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I won. Yes. My big memory is winning my fantasy league. We did an XFL fantasy league, and I won that thing. You are fake news. Oh, no, no. I won. Did you take a screenshot? I had Tommy Maddox. Uh, I had... Uh, um, did you Gord have he, he hates me? No, I didn't have Rod Smart. Who? That would have been tough having Rod so Smart. No win? S. It's just he hate. Uh, he just hate. hate. He doesn't yeah, hate. Yeah, there's no he, S. He hate It me. wasn't plural? No. No, no plural. Just he hate me. Well, there could be a he ate me out there. Oh, it could be, depending, you know, maybe Jared Lorenzen will wind up playing in the XFL in a couple of years. You could never know. You never know. But I won. 
Jose Cortez was my kicker. I had Avery was my running back. I had one of the good wide receivers, too. I forget who it was. One of the good I, ones. I won, yeah. Yeah. I, I, look, I, look, I was I was a dynasty. I think I was seven and one. Then I won the I won the playoffs. Feeling pretty good about that. All these years later, uh, so is that is that going to be the top of your epitaph? Oh yeah, hey, when, he when we're dirt napping you, oh, yeah. <laughs> it just says one is XFL Not fantasy league. Going seven and nine. No, he no, didn't no. go seven and no, nine, no, so no. that's good. No, no, there's more. Can there's... Jeff Fisher coach in the XFL? Oh, <laughs> you, can he go seven and nine with only play ten games? I mean, can he do we that? We can figure it out. Some count for two. I'm not going to settle for that. Uh, so we'll have a lot on that coming up in about 15 minutes because the XFL is back. I'm so excited. Oh, maybe you can play in it, Tim. I'm you very, very excited wait, wait. about it. Tim, do you have a record? Do you, do you have a criminal record? First and foremost, I just have to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he will not be convicted of a crime sometime in the next two years and will be eligible to play in the XFL in 2020. I like your optimism. Right? I, I think it will be a. Why, well, you think something's going to happen? You never can tell. You guess who was at the front of that Ponzi scheme? Tim Tebow. Yeah, you might, kept, he might steal a Bible. I just kept giving him money. No, no, no. They tell you you can take those. Yeah, a no, lot of times say, when you go to services, yeah, that's the one of the beginnings. Yes, you can't the, take it from the, the hotel. No, the, no, the hotel, too. No, no, no. The Gideon no. family, it says you can take it. It says, says no, but take that's, this. But that's the idea is. If you need that Bible, take that Bible. Yeah. Use that Bible. No, the and evangelize. That's the idea. I'm Tom Bodet. We'll leave the Bible on the table. I'm for Wilford the table. Brimley, and I'd like to talk no. to you for a few minutes about diabetes. No, you got to get Tom Bodet. You got to get that. I didn't now. know we'd go quickly to Wilford Brimley there, but it's good <laughs> to make sure that everybody is aware <laughs> of the effects and the symptoms that may tell you that you're heading down the road to diabetes. <laughs> so we'll have that, but. Right now, the all-star teams are set in the NBA. LeBron James, Steph Curry held their draft today. The NBA trying to juice up the format a little bit, and I give them credit because this is a really good idea because it's very intriguing. There's so many things with this, so many angles of drama that LeBron James and Steph Curry were allowed to alternate picks regardless of conference and pick the teams. LeBron wound up with himself, Boogie Cousins, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, LaMarcus Aldridge, Bradley Beal, Kevin Love, Victor Oladipo, All-Star, Kristaps Porzingis, John Wall, and Russell Westbrook. Reserve. Yeah, I mean, they're Doesn't all matter. All-Stars. Doesn't All-Star. Steph Curry has Greek Freak, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, James Harden, Jimmy Buckets, Draymond Green, Al Horford, Damian Lillard, who is you know, very happy to be selected, Kyle Lowry, Clay Thompson, and Carl Anthony Towns. But here's the drama. Who went number one overall? Who, who was the number one pick? LeBron got to pick first, and I just told you everybody he's got on his team. Remember, it wasn't televised, and I'll tell you exactly why it wasn't televised in a second. But when LeBron was asked afterwards with Ernie Johnson on TNT, who'd you take number one? Here's what LeBron said. So tell me, LeBron, you had the first pick. Who'd you take? No, I can't tell you that. Oh, man. come on. I mean, so, but, yeah, <laughs> he I, tried I, to get you. I can't you. tell you that, man. No, no, but, no, but look, I might you, have to kill you if I tell you that. So you're not going to tell me you pick Kevin Durant first? Because I know he's on your team. I ain't telling you. Okay. I ain't telling you. Well, I'm like, I'm going to get all angry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to kill you. Yeah, you know, I'm not, yes. He went Bill Belichick on you. Now you got any other questions? Not doing uh, but it looks like the cat's out of the bag on that because Kevin Durant, because, again, this will play into why the draft wasn't televised. Kevin Durant made it all of eight minutes before he says, ah, I was taking number one. I'm the number one pick. 
Well, he wanted to be loved. Put it out on his Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I'm the pick! Might have to kill you if I... No, 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 LeBron, screw you! I got picked number one by LeBron. Yeah, put it out on his Instagram. Number one pick. Well, at least my ego thinks so. I'm coming for you, Steph. So... So, you have that, Anthony Slater. What? We're going to keep this a mystery? Was what Kevin Durant had to say. <laughs> well, if you're number one overall pick, you don't care if it's no, a mystery. It no. Everybody else, hey. that, you know, I don't think Kevin Love cares where he was picked. Look, I'm just happy to be here. But I assume the draft went like this because you heard Kevin, uh, you heard me say Kyrie Irving is also on LeBron James's team. I guarantee you, now we know KD went number one overall. I guarantee you Steph Curry came back and took either Anadokounmpo or Harden. We're really not going to go pick by pick. No, 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 but, but I'm getting to the point here. Okay. I guarantee I you, he went, you. Oh, he went Greek freak or Harden with the next pick. And then LeBron, I bet you, came back with Kyrie Irving. Screw you, Kyrie. I'm going to make you play with me. You hate me. Everybody, I'm reading all these pundits saying, oh, and now LeBron is is putting a thaw in the in the." How much do we hate Kyrie storyline? And now maybe you're no. He did this to say, "Screw you! I'm going to make you play on my team because I know how much you hate me. I know this is going to get under your nerves and under your skin. You're going to have a bad All Star experience because of it. But I am going to pick you for my team just for that. I guarantee you that's how it went. Yeah. So there were two ways to, for me to think about it: is either you play full villain and you say, "No matter how deep he gets into this draft, I'm not taking Kyrie Irving." <laughs> Or you go this route, knowing that Kyrie and Kevin Love. All right, fine. Or you go this route, knowing for the next several weeks, any press availability, Uh Kyrie Irving's getting at least one question about this. Hey, Kyrie, how do you feel about playing? Don't ask me that, man. I guarantee you, he decided to say, you want to play this game? I'll play this smiling assassin game along with you, Kyrie Irving. You're playing on my all-star team. You got to segue away from the the all-star part of this too much. Did Ernie Johnson happen to ask him why why LeBron was having his camp leak all this stuff about inner turmoil? and the hatred of Kevin Love and everything. No, else. I think this was more. This was mainly. Listen, these are all star questions only. Okay, uh, we're gonna have just figured if they if they can get a little deeper down the qu- reservoir no, there. There's it's it's like when we're at the Super Bowl and and uh, hey, we're gonna talk to you about this. Uh, no questions about this. No questions big about red this. letters. No questions about this. <laughs> kill you if I tell you that. There's a picture else. of Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Do not talk about it. Don't ask this question. And now Kyrie Irving has to walk around going, LeBron picked me for his team. He picked. Me, he's in a position of superiority. He picked me, and, and I he think says, that's "Why does he awesome. pick me now?" <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. I love the hate, and I guarantee you that's why he did it. But you want to know why this wasn't televised? Because everybody's wondering today, why wasn't this thing on TV? I don't, under, I don't understand. Well, the NBA Players Association said there was no consensus to televise the draft. They couldn't reach a decision on whether or not they would all be okay with televising it. LeBron wanted to, Steph Curry, some others might not have. So this is what we're looking at right now. Why was the draft not televised? Because, I've said this many times, there are no more prima donnas in the world than NBA stars. There is no one who cares more about themselves and their image for stupid stuff more than NBA stars. If they televise this, and you found out guys were getting picked. Like if James Harden didn't get picked till like tenth, suddenly it's whoa! James Harden got picked tenth. Oh, they must think you suck, man. And no NBA player wanted to do that. No wanted to go through it. Nobody. Some probably didn't care. Like I, a few of them were like, listen, I know, but like Victor Oladipo or 
or Love or whoever. I'm sure some of them are like, okay. But the guys who are the real alpha male guys, they don't want to be looked at as, oh, I went 12th. Oh, I mean, Harden would stand up and say, oh, you just hate beards. You're just an anti-beard guy. Nobody wanted to be that guy because they're so concerned about how everybody views them that they would be incredibly insulted and embarrassed because they'd walk around all. And not that it would be just from people on social media and fans yelling, ah, you're number 14. You're not. But walking around the inside the game, the players would call them 14. Or if they got picked 17th, you're 17. It would be, they'd have to get it from fans. They'd have to get it from the players, from their peers. It would be everywhere. So they said, no, we don't want to do it. I, I there's That's why. Because there's no other reason why this thing should have been televised. It would have been a big deal. You think about this, have, having LeBron and, and Steph on TV do it, it would be a huge ratings deal. People would say, I want to watch this. Now, the only way it works, where they pick guys. the only way it really works, though, is if then you integrate Skype, Facebook Live, whatever your means. Listen, LeVar where, where Ball is not going to be involved on this. No, I don't, I don't, no, I don't want him doing You said Facebook Live. You I, can't, I don't I need can't him have him on there. Look, I'm talking about product extension and an opportunity for the NBA here. Unless you've got everybody else dialed in via whatever means uh, of social media to have their faces all up on the screen like a big Brady Bunch grid, that when they get picked, they react, and that everybody else is clowning on them and reacting. It, just having the two captains, it's only so compelling. No, I, th- I don't know. I'm thinking, See, I, I think need the reactions the of everybody else. But or think, at least Ernie yeah. Johnson or someone off at the side going, whoa, <laughs> and just kind of mock. No, we'll have Tony Romo. Because he makes all those random noises when stuff's oh, getting right. a little okay. sideways. That's not bad. Okay. I think that'd be good. All right. No, I, I, no, I, because I envision it like the decision where it was just LeBron and Jim Gray and a bunch of boys and girls club kids, where it was still compelling. Where he answered one question for an hour and it was compelling. I'm seeing that you know back and forth just between LeBron. Is, I mean, how long? How long does it take? Ten minutes? Not even. To pick these numbers, I mean, it would take five minutes probably. No, it but, should be really fast. But, but again, I was the, trying to think just of- to see where they would go, and then hold on, hold on, Ernie Johnson, again, hang on, LeBron, why, why Kyrie Irving? People are going to sit here and say you guys don't get along. Why Kyrie with your second pick? Why are you doing it? I mean, that would be incredibly interesting, especially now because in the NBA, everybody's a mess. Every team is a mess. Even the Warriors, because Kevin Durant gets thrown out of every game now. Everybody's got problems He's an and issues man. and crazy-ass stuff. Well, this you got Draymond Green calling Brian Windhorst no neck. Oh, I know. You got all sorts of you're stuff You're subtweeting Brian Windhorst. That's about pretty that? cool. Well, you know, he seemed to be aligned with the Cavaliers, so you knew it was going to happen eventually. But you go all the way down the line. Yeah, you're not getting it from Victor Oladipo because he put up, what, a three-page monologue. Uh, about his selection, praising, and and thanking everybody for the long journey. But I I think that would be compelling if we had the instant feedback. Plus, it's a sales opportunity. That's a couple million bucks for whosoever product end up getting used. Now, Russell Westbrook, after the Oklahoma City victory this evening, thought he was the last pick. He thought he was the last pick uh, of the the team. The yeah, just because his name, yeah, on the wait a minute, I got picked last. And it's like, no, 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 it's alphabetical. And so he started screaming at Carmelo Anthony, "Hey, it's alphabetical! I'm not last." So, but but he, there's a guy that would strike me that he doesn't care. Like he's going to go and torment people whether he's first or last. What do you got, Golden Headphones? Yeah, you think this was a quick process? What if I were to tell you it took over a couple hours for them to set their rosters? Really? Yeah, they actually got into a fisticuff. Oh, over who gets Porzingis? Oh, that's breaking news. We gotta play that fake breaking news music, Alex Tyler. Come on.
We didn't even talk about Clyde Frazier going after Porzingis the other night. I get the unicorn. No, I do. (laughs) Right? You saw that the other day. Uh, That was a a nice little headline. It's like people people are expecting you to play. You got to gut it out. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. We'll have more on the intrigue with NBA All-Star selections coming up in a bit. But next, the issues with the new XFL. Tell you all about them. Fox. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the XFL. I hate Kevin Love, but I still took him for my all-star team. Got to make it look good for the people. LeBron took Kevin Love for his all-star team. Sure. Who's left? You got Love and you got Porzingis. Uh, I'll take (laughs) Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. Kyrie, you're with me. Love. You're not going to be with me on the big picture much longer. So for all-star purposes, stick over here. Fine, I'll take Love. You know what? At least people will think I like him for another week and a half. Fine, I'll take Kevin Love. I'll take him on my team. A lot of fun. He's not going to play, but I'll take him on my team. Yeah, but it's a, this is the most we've talked about an all-star game in yeah, quite a while. Normally it's see who decided he didn't want to be in the dunk contest. Or are they going to actually bring out the shark that was missing from Blake Griffin's dunk a few few years ago? So what are we going to do next? Exactly. So we're talking about the game for one. No, and you know, and the the thing is, is that now in the last two to three, this is big. We'll get to the XFL in a second. But something I never thought I'd say again. We'll get to the XFL in a second. But in the last two and a half seasons, we have now seen inherent and clear rivalries among teams and players. Now we know LeBron and Kyrie hate each other. How much do they like Kevin Love? I'm sure he hates everybody. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, how much do they like each other? No, 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 we kind of like each other. No, they really, really don't. We're starting to see that. So now when these guys, you know, everybody, even the average NBA fan knows these guys don't like each other. When you get to see them playing against each other and now we're picking teams and it's personal and it's all this, this is a lot more intrigue than just, hey, we're throwing a bunch of guys on the floor. This will be a more watched NBA All-Star game because of this than any other one. Because normal, all right, I'm going on, I'm seeing people run up and down the floor, and okay, that's great. But now it's a, there's agendas, there's likes and dislikes. Let, feed into that. Play into more of the likes and dislikes. Do it. This is what's, this is what's making the NBA All-Star game great. You know what would be even better? We announce no referees. Call your own. Kevin Durant would be very happy about that. Think about that. He would go down the court. Since they're and- having such... A problem with the referees right now. That I also want on pay-per-view. Okay? I got my twenty nine ninety five. I am ready to yeah. plunk that down. The meeting all right. between Draymond Green, mm-hmm. all the other players, and the officials. I think that'll be the most entertaining thing of All-Star Weekend. I can't wait for the leaks of what's said in that meeting. No, no, maybe that could be a team where instead of that, you have like one, LeBron's team plays Curry's team for about 10 minutes. Then a team of referees comes out. And LeBron's team plays the referees for a little while. But the referees get to call fouls. They get to play whistles in their mouths. They get to call fouls. Okay. Are they armed with any kind of mystery men-like apparatuses to defend <laughs> themselves? Or uh, they really high shoes. Oh, okay. they can have that really high. They can walk really well. Nice. Court. Okay. Good. Uh, so again, really, this is the best idea the NBA's had in a long time because of how this has taken off LeBron and Steph and picking their teams and who likes each other and who doesn't. The politics in the NBA. People say politics are bad for sports, Mike Harmon. Politics in the NBA is awesome, especially when you know everybody really hates each other. It's the politics of contraband. (laughs) 
Oh, very nice. And TJ, <laughs> it's the Smugglers St. Louis Blues. TJ. Back, 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 back. So the XFL is back. We knew this announcement was coming. Vince McMahon making the announcement today. Professional Football League will get another go. It will be called the XFL, much like the XFL was the first time around in 2001. But it's not going to be like the first XFL with cheerleaders and gimmicks and he hate me on the back of everybody's jersey. No, no, it's not going to be gimmicky. It's going to be football. Vince McMahon is going to start league play in 2020. Here's some of the details. He's going to own all the teams. It's going to be a single entity ownership like the WWE, so no one can get mad that this owner says that, no, Vince McMahon's going to own all the teams. Well, WWE is now a publicly traded commodity. It's yes. no longer a single ownership. Yeah, but it was hit, but it was Vince McMahon. Well, it was you know, Right. Yeah. It wasn't like Vince McMahon had other people. To, I mean, the, the people right below Vince McMahon were the managers, right? It was like Vince McMahon. Then it was like Mr. Fuji and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yes. That, the next- that is the executive right? summary. Sorry. Sorry. Vince McMahon, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon, then Mr. Fuji, Bobby the Brain Heenan. And that, that, Don't forget about Triple H is up right. there. Right. Jimmy well. Hart was yeah. there too, the mouth of the South. I, I like that you're yeah. giving I think the managers. That's the, that's the higher. These are, right? are, yes, Those middle, like middle management. <laughs> and so whenever a new guy got Those hired, there was another middle manager. <laughs> Can you imagine? Here comes Slick walking through with his. Derby on and his cane. Never wore a shirt under a jacket. Can you imagine that meeting instead of like the like we think about the owners' meetings in the NFL? You mentioned Vince McMahon walking and he sits down, and all the managers are all dressed up in character all around the table. I mean, Slick was full suit. I mean, Slick was looking good. Jimmy Hart has the megaphone. Mouth of the sleeve. I want my attention. We're right here. We can hear you. Put the megaphone down. Put it down. Keep cackling. Mr. Fuji is just knocking people's chairs over with his cane. I mean that would—that's some kind of vision, right? Well, there. They, they did a good job with a lot yeah. of the managers uh, and allowing them to bring in canes, <laughs> classy Freddie Blassie all the way through, because it was an instant weapon. Calling everybody pencil neck geeks. Well, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, it's going to be a ten-week schedule, eight teams around the country. It's not known where the teams are going to play yet. They were asked about San Diego. I think Pittsburgh was asked if they're going to have a team, but the locations are TBA. Some things that the new XFL is going to have, and this makes it sound like that Vince McMahon is trying to sell a religion. All right? Now, this is some of the things you can or can't do when it comes to the XFL. Uh, Number one, he's talked a lot about family values. It's going to be football the way you like it, the way we've seen it so far. Uh, You can't have anybody with arrest records. Right? No, if you got arrested, you can't be on. No politics are involved. We're not going to have political stand. Everybody's got to stand for the national anthem. All things Vince McMahon said today. As far as our league is concerned, it'll have nothing to do with politics. Absolutely nothing, and nothing to do with social issues either. We're there to play football. We want really good football, and I think that's what fans want as well. When they tune in, I don't know that they want to be dealing with political issues and things of that nature. They want good football. That's what we're going to deliver. The National Anthem is a time-honored tradition that's played to this day and many, many years in the past prior to most athletic events in our country and other countries. So whatever our rules are is what everyone will abide by. So just think about that for a second. You think of what he's trying to sell. It almost is like a religious thing. Hey, we're family values. We're not political. We are going to be pro-family. We are 
if you committed a crime, arrest record, you can't be on. I mean, that's what it sounds like. You, you're you're appealing to a very small and narrow base when you're saying this is what we're all going to do, and people are going, well, okay, arrest. So Johnny Manziel, who was excited, can't be in it because he has an arrest. Well, the record. money sign and Johnny the walk Manziel up. I mean, you can have walk up music nope. and the whole nine yards. Can't make it. Uh, the fact that he's, you know, I completely disagree with anybody who says, oh, because of kneeling for the national anthem, less people are watching games. I think that's just stupid. And anybody can look at any stupid poll that was taken, oh, see this poll, people saying I'm not watching really. Nobody is not watching football because of the kneeling. Maybe somebody stopped watching for a Sunday. Or maybe likely they stopped watching for an hour and they said, oh, but I really got to see what the Packers are doing. Or, oh, I got to see this. Or my fantasy team's doing that. No, you're not losing 20% of your audience because of kneeling. It's just You just can't tell me that. When people are cord cutting, when team when local teams are bad, you're only counting the national ratings anyway. If you've got a national game on, on, on 4 o'clock and 1 o'clock that stinks because, well, hey, you know we didn't know these teams are going to be bad. Okay. You know, I'm not going to watch a national game if my local team has a really big game at 1 o'clock. You know, if my team is good and, and uh, you know, if the Jets are good and they're 6-0 and and they're playing the Patriots, if that's not a nationally televised game, I'm still going to watch that over the Cowboys and the Steelers because that's my team. Conversely, am I going to watch my local team if they stink? No. Then I'll watch the late national game, and then it's okay, well, ratings for the local games are down. When teams stink, people unplug earlier. This is the new norm of the way we consume sports and consume television. It's easier to say, if my team's not good, I'm not going to watch, or I'll go watch something else. There's been no way to quantify red zone, fantasy zone, especially fantasy zone. All right, well, especially red zone. You'll uh, you just know, keep bumping that up. You're going to be out on zone. The, everywhere. The sandwich board. You can't quantify the number of people that watch that now no, instead. I- so – to say, oh, all of this stuff, and I'm gonna if 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 we're gonna push, we're gonna stand for the national anthem. People are gonna say, nope, I'm not gonna watch. Uh, I'm not gonna watch the Patriots Super Bowl rematch with the Eagles. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the Birmingham Stallions against the San Diego Fish Tacos. I mean, who's gonna do that? That's a pretty good uh, team name that you brought. You like up that Fish Tacos? Is pretty that's, good. That's pretty good because now everybody's thinking maybe they'd like you know a, a nice delicious fish taco. Now the quantification of everything in terms of numbers we we keep seeing it it's all pr spin back and forth you know from all networks about their programming and and what do we see in primetime television as a whole people play the wait and see on a show that it's going to survive they get word of mouth from their friends and then they binge watch it as soon as it's Mm -hmm. available on one of the streaming services and they catch up that way and so you've seen the decline of television ratings an audience base is really it's a new norm that we've hit and likewise with sporting events it's there's different ways to consume it you're never really capturing it you never really did there's a lot of guesswork involved Mm -hmm. based on it we have some you know we've had some discussions about how ratings are done and it's arbitrary would be a kind way (laughs) to describe how the processes go but when you, you look at this it, you mentioned religion, and that's exactly it. It's, we've always talked about the religion of football. Be it church on Saturday at the big house, as Keith Jackson might have been telling you for years, or on Sundays all day long, that this becomes what you're you're going to, to push as a full Sunday. And that's what Vince McMahon's looking at. Get in, get out in under two hours. It's It's the perfect encapsulated movie-type experience. We have more on this coming up in a minute. 877 on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. But first, 
Let's find out what's trending with Mr. Tom Looney, TL. Russell Westbrook, 46 points for Oklahoma City tonight. Thunder rattled the Wizards, 121-112. Washington's Bradley Beal had 41 points for the losers. Uh, two other NBA games have gone final. Kings double-dribbled the Heat, 89-88. Nuggets bounced to the Knicks, 130-118. One game in progress so far, the Golden State Warriors... And the biggity-biggity-o of Oakland, California, have put up 72 points against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Five seconds left in the second quarter. Golden State Warriors, 72. Minnesota, 62. The original six teams in the NHR, the Boston Bruins, Chicago Blackhawks, Detroit Red Wings, Montreal Canadiens, New York Rangers, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Always fun when there's an NHL game between two of the original six. This is the... Chicago Blackhawks hockey horn. Blackhawks and Detroit Red Wings faced off tonight. And Michael Harmon's Blackhawks deep fried the wings 5-1. NHL game of the night. Tampa Bay Lightning, best record in the NHL, hosting the Philadelphia Flyers. One of the hottest teams in the NHL. Winners of eight of their last nine. Lightning grounded the Flyers 5-1. And now a guy whose hockey mentor was John Sanders. And Jason Smith, along with the new and improved Michael Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. We're live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out what you could save on auto insurance. So we're talking about the XFL, which is coming back in 2020. Vince McMahon, we, we broke down a lot of stuff a few minutes ago about all the different things going on. It's almost like he's trying to sell a religion, which kind of narrows your audience a little bit. But if you're going to try to sell family values and, and, and everybody's going to stand for the National Anthem... That's not going to be enough. It really isn't. I mean, oh, well, I'll watch it. It's not going to be enough, especially since you're giving the NFL two more full seasons to fix their issues, which are, okay, let's figure out what's the deal with ratings. We'll figure out Thursday night football. Is that going to stick around? How much money here? You're giving them two years to figure things out. You know, so you really need two years to to figure out how to get the XFL launched. You got to get on it sooner. It's like being excited about the Olympics being in L.A. It's 2028. I mean, we got. We well, got you've another, talked about the zombie apocalypse and everything. Oh, that'll know, be here by then. By then. That'll yeah. be that'll absolutely. We'll have a zombie apocalypse by 2020. No, no, it won't be apocalypse. They'll be living among us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I yeah, forgot. You just have to watch just out down for the them. street. They'll yeah. be living. Just keep among an eye us. out. Right, right, right. And look out for the quick ones, like in World War Z. Yeah, watch out for who's you know who buys the house on the corner. It could wind up being a family of zombies. You know, they'll just be living among us, like like it's normal. You know, I have to watch out because when, okay. when they get hungry, they might come and eat you. I don't think they're going to be zombies that always just come and eat you right away, but it's like, boy, if I get a craving or haven't eaten in a while, they may come well, and eat Well, it's good to have that element of danger. Yeah. But when you, you look at the two-year lead-up, right, you've got to figure out where those eight franchises go and start going down the process of securing those facilities and, and rolling forward. So two years from from the start makes makes sense, and it also gives you an opportunity to see how much the NFL evolves in terms of well, what we've seen where older players get cycled out a little bit, right? Because you got the four years of rookie contracts are cheaper mm-hmm. uh, on a relative basis than they had been. You don't have to sign, do those huge signing bonuses. So guys are getting rotated out perhaps a little bit earlier, which puts a, some more faces, some more names that people are aware of, perhaps in, in motion and eligible for these kinds of uh, teams to get in and extend their career and, and give the league a little bit of juice. And again, you've still got, while well, you talk about the percentage of people looking for that family-friendly style, you still have how many hundreds of millions of people 
churning through football games. You know, we could talk about how many have dropped off and we could play the games of television numbers and everything else, but you still see people packing into college stadiums and certainly back into NFL stadiums on a weekly basis. There's still a thirst for the sport, and that won't, that won't stop. And when you're talking about a limited home schedule, a couple of games, it's enough of a curiosity, especially you have a name or two that works, that you'll be able to sell. Well, and that's, that's what we forget about the NFL, is that the NFL now has become, like all sports have become, a star-driven sport, where it used to be the stars came organically. And this is a conversation you've I've had a lot here on the show when it comes up. It used to be organically, but now the NBA has thrown individual superstars down our throats so much, now all sports have become about the individual stars. Wherever they are, we latch on to them. What do you remember about the XFL? What's the first thing? He hate me. That's the first. Nobody knows who that. Rod Smart was a They nobody, forget that he actually but, went and played the NFL. Right, but <laughs> everybody knew him. People don't know where the teams were. People forget, you know, where, where they were. Any, well, you had the Memphis most Maniacs, of the players. Chicago. Uh, you had Chicago. You had what, Las Vegas. Fire, Vegas. You had Los Angeles. Uh, you had Arizona. Yep. Right? You had Arizona was in. But you need name recognition. You need players like Baker Mayfield. You need players like that who, okay, this guy just played, can play here. I know Vince McMahon puts in $100 million towards this. This is his endeavor. And he says, oh, I'll probably have to put in more money. You're going to have to put in a lot more yeah, money. Yeah, because you have to be able to, at some point, steal players and say, hey, you know what? Um, we're going to take – this guy's going to go number one. He's going to play for us instead in this league. And some guys are going to go, I'm guaranteed this money. Yeah, you got to go down that whole USFL. I only have to play, I only have to play 10 weeks. And I can still do that, and I can lengthen my career and lengthen my life because I played. Yeah, sign me up for that. I'll, you sign me up for that. Where the players maybe aren't as good, you need the name recognition to get on there. You need to steal players like USFL, but mainly you need to stay in the game. You got to stay around because the first year, even if it doesn't work out, you got to be ready. And we're going right into year two and year three and year four. It's the philosophy of if you're gambling, always having enough money. That if you lose for a while, you can still bet. Like, you know, one of my friends once told me the best advice he ever got in gambling was anytime you lose, you double down your next bet. And if you lose, you double you double that and you double that, and you double that, and you double that. Because as long as you have enough money, you'll get back to even. You'll eventually you're not you're not gonna go oh for, you know, twenty in a in a hand of blackjack. Eventually you're gonna hit one and that will get you back to zero. But you have to have enough money. Where if you lose five hands in a row, suddenly Oh man, I had a thousand dollars and now it's all gone because I lost five hands in a row because I kept doubling. If you have more than that, if you have a hundred thousand dollars, eventually I'm going to keep double, 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 and I win, and I'm going to get it back to zero. This is what Vince McMahon has to do: is he's got to have enough where if it doesn't work the first year, ratings are down, but this, but there's a little bit of a base. We're coming back the second year with changes. We're paying for better players. We're coming back the third. It's got to become a thing where the XFL becomes a yearly. Sport, I like the Arena League, like something else where, hey, we hit January comes, here comes the XFL. NFL is ending, we got XFL, that's kind of fun. That kind of gets me through my NFL doldrums, and there's free agency that comes up, and then we're into the draft, and we're moving on. But you got to be able to stay in the game. Well, that's why I have enough capital to do that. That's why the sole proprietorship is is an interesting concept, saying, hey, I don't want to have to look in and talk about, to other people about why things failed and, and save their decisions were things that led us down the wrong path because I want to be able to look in the mirror and it's on me, which is all fine and good, but now you're talking about having to tr- truly fund this and try to build it 
And to your point, you go back to the arena leagues. What did they do? They took a bunch of guys that you may have known from the local college and the surrounding areas, and that's how they built rosters. Don't know that you can necessarily go down that same route here, but you need to go find those couple of name players, maybe the controversial players, not for off-the-field stuff, but guys that in between the white lines are a little bit rough, especially if you're talking about playing quote-unquote real football. Now, the last question that has to be, we don't have names of teams yet. Can you bring back the New York, New Jersey Hitman? Ooh, I don't know that that's uh, this. I, I, I don't yeah, know I don't that know. you can do that it's anymore. It's not going to do Orlando well, Rage. Sure, why not? You the San Francisco rage. Demons. <laughs> sure. Nice. That's that was a good look. logo, by the way. You know what? I would, I, I, would, I would leave Fox Sports Radio if I could accept for a full-time job for the next two years coming up with cities and names. That's not a full-time teams. job. Sure, it is for two years. I'm no. trying them out for a long time. Um, unless you're I'm the testing them. No, and everything. Um, unless sure. you're the guy that's also securing the licensures <laughs> and securing all the facilities and stuff. That's a two-year job. Right. What you're proposing is you over a sandwich <laughs> while watching a reruns of Mash. <laughs> Who do I gotta call? <laughs> Frostburg, go fund yourself the for Sa- Jason Smith's the San Diego XFL Frostburgs. <laughs> They're going to start playing next year. Go Chargers. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Coming up next, the best story of the day, without a doubt, has come out of the National Football League. We'll have so it for excited. you. Uh, it's not involve you, Tim Tebow. Or does it? Fox. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Can we put an XFL team in Idlewild? Yes. Yes, we we can. Sure. Think about that. That'd be awesome. They wear some good hats. Yeah, big boy. Yeah. Andre would do the theme song. They'd come out, and they would just do this. No national anthem, nothing. They would just come out and do this. Idlewild football! Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. We'll have more on the NBA All-Star selections coming up in 10 minutes, but without a doubt, this is the best story of the day, proving that you don't have to raise prices to make money. (laughs) We're going to talk about this. The Atlanta Falcons revealed on Thursday that despite they lowered their food and beverage prices to the lowest in all of major professional sports, fans actually spent more money. Food and beverage prices in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 50% lower this year, but fans spent 16% more. Unlimited Coca-Cola, $2. So is a bottle of water, a popcorn, hot dog, and a pretzel. For $3, you could get waffle fries, slice of pizza, nachos with cheese. These prices include tax because no change would help serve to speed the ease of transactions. This is brilliant. And fans spent more money than they did a year ago. They they lowered their prices and they made money. No, they didn't. They didn't. They, they had higher sales. How did There's they? a big difference between having higher sales and making more money. So in the all of the analysis, it was pointed out that they weren't actually more profitable off this. But it said it spans fans. No, 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 no. They, no, no, no. It more. says they spent more, but it cost a lot more money to do what they wanted across the the whole facility because they opened up a, a lot more points of entry and points of sale. What does that do? It raises your cost because now you've got to pay that many more people to man said booths. So while there was greatness in terms of satisfaction and they were rated highly 
time and again for how quickly people got their food. I think the, the longest wait was like five minutes. There's some good metrics to come out of it, but it didn't actually mean they were profitable. It's got So it's a lot of feel good and the sales number can go up, but it didn't translate into profit. But I'm reading the story right here. It says, not only did the team make more money by lowering the prices, but the move also led to a domino effect for the entire game day experience. You are fake The first news. thing is, not only did the team make more money by lowering the prices. The team made less on concessions in 2017 than it did the year before. Uh, we could shake out a few more dollars of margin under the old model, but we believe the direction that we've taken is correct. So I perhaps just alternate views of this, but everything I've read and, and researched, they've never talked about it as profit. It's been an increase in sales. Which you is think not the Darren same Ravel thing. is lying to America? I, I don't think he gave you a full accounting. It just not only did the team make more money by lowering the prices, yeah, it just it says it right there. No, 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 but that's he's saying sales. It, he's not talking about profit. The team made more money. It said not only did the team make more money. Okay, well, reading, we, we'll, we'll agree right to here. disagree. Every other write-up of this has said that they had higher sales, but that the profit was not was not higher. And it's actually Dan Ravel, Jason. It's oh, it's Dan. Dan. Oh, that's, oh, that's it's right. Dan. Yeah. It's his evil twin it's brother. <laughs> that well, was see, the best like... part of uh, McMahon's whole yeah. press conference. Call him Dan Call him... Ravel. Oh, Dan. That's all right. <laughs> you and the fr- I thought you were Dan Patrick. Sorry, go ahead. He's a, a Northwestern. He's a Northwestern grad. Uh, I got to give him his love. But th- this is this is the best part of the story, is that, of course, people are going to spend more money because if a Diet Coke is $2, I'm going to go back up and get a refill. Diet Coke! If a Diet Coke is $9, I may not go up and get a refill. But if I go up and get a free refill, am I just refilling the Diet Coke? Or am I going to say, you know what? I'll have another uh, hot dog because they're only 2 bucks and I'm hungry. Yeah, I think on average, most people are just taking the free free Diet Coke uh, but and moving I, on. But I would go up. I'm an average person. I like to eat. You like to eat. Not that you're doing it every time. But if I go up there, yeah, I can get another hot dog. I'll get two. Would you get two hot dogs instead of one? Of course you would. Instead of buying, oh, I can buy one hot dog for $9. Boy, I'm kind of hungry, and it's a hot dog. But no, but oh, they're only $2 a piece. Yeah, give me two hot dogs. Diet so Coke! I'll get two hot dogs. It also stops the people uh, from sneaking stuff in. So like, they're benefiting from that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have to a, bring your beers in. No, or your horse meat you're sandwiches. Still, you're still well, strapping beers sure to your legs. Chick fil A's closed that day. No horse meat has to be snuck in. You can maybe get it there. <laughs> It doesn't say what horse meat was, what went for it, Mercedes-Benz. I don't see well, there it. you have it. I don't see what it is. Yeah, it said, despite not being open for many of the stadium's major events, the stadium's Chick-fil-A stand sold the third most items of any stand in the structure. Yeah, not on Sundays. Now, now, here, now here's <laughs> one, one point in Ravel's article that does stand out, is that it said merchandise sales were up 88%. I'm curious as to... Well, you're coming a off a Super Bowl season, so that's going to help, no, too. No, that's certainly going to help, yeah. but... There, it helps with some of the, the profitability because that's almost pure profit. But we we can quibble about numbers. I like the increase in sales. You want it to be an increase in profitability as well. It's an increase in eating food. I'd eat a lot more food. That's not Diet helping out their bottom line. Does it? Sure Just because you're fat and happy eating doesn't help. More, eating more food? Of course it does. It's not helping him. Yeah, sure it is. It says made more money. Oh, Jesus. We got the NBA story next, Fox. <laughs> the loser goes on the fire. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Weren't you waiting for a big bass riff to just come coming along right there? <laughs> got a little maiden in the open now. A little new music at the top of the hour. Nice. We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info 
Visit Geico.com. We got Alex Marvez. Uh, You know, Bill, (laughs) every song can't be you singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Elton John announced Farewell, Yellow Brick Road. Do you think Bill Belichick likes any of the songs off that? Uh, I'm not on Snapface and all that. I don't think he likes anything that has anything to do with fun. Okay. He's a fun hater. So he's hater. not a fan a of the hater. band fun. No, he's a <laughs> doesn't I mean, like cheating fun. is fun. Uh, yes, because it helps you win. What you That's guys, true. What you, what and he's you, really good at that. What are you, what are you he's doing? awesome at that. I'm telling the truth. Just because you're mad about people suggesting names like the San Diego moving vans doesn't mean oh. you have to take it. <laughs> How about the San Diego San Diegoans nice. if, they, if they get in the XFL? Now why would that upset me? Wales. <laughs> San Diegoans. I'm not from San Diego. It's just San Diego the, the idea that it's it's impressive it. with your preparations for Charger Talk. <laughs> Has nothing to do with it. San Diego end, ends. Anything else? San Diego ends. The You're San just going to keep doing San, this? I mean, but how awesome would that be if they were the San Diego San, De- San Diegoian? Well, what do you think? That's a great XFL name right there. I mean it. I could make a full-time job for two years coming up with the new cities and nicknames for the XFL. Because I would say, listen, I got to do. You might be an unpaid no, no, intern. No, I, no, no, no. I have to do focus groups. I have to have names. I have to come up with uh, uh, you know, reactions to names. Snappy logos. Yeah, yeah you would own the Houston horse meets. Oh. Nice. Houston horse meets. See? You're making my job easy. We got the San Diego, San Diego. And, and, and then you have a guy with his. Giant gun, and instead of hot dogs, it's horse meat sandwiches. I want to have a gun, blow hot dogs into the stands. Two dollar hot dogs. Two dollar hot dogs. I'll tell you, the Falcons got it right. They got it right. They're on to something. They've got to go the rest of the way. If only they made money. <laughs> That's just it, right? Trying to get that profitability. It's like said, scoring when you you're from the nine yard line. Said they made. Said they made money. No, they uh, they upped sales. Said it said in the article by Dan Ravel. It Dan said, Ravel said didn't tell money. the whole story. It said they made money. He got excited by a said bigger the Falcons made money. Bigger giant number. Says, but but said after it. all the costs and ever everything, they actually had their profit go down. It said they made money. It said it right Just there. because there was extra dollars. All right. There were extra dollar bills at the end of the day. Doesn't mean they actually profited more. Explain it to me. It said they made money. It said it right in the Take um, that for data. Today, LeBron James and Steph Curry drafted the NBA All-Star teams. Yay. It was not televised. We'll tell you why coming up they in a couple drafted minutes. Who? Because it's very who simple why it was not drafted. The NBA making a great move, changing the formats, letting LeBron and Steph Curry pick the teams this year. The fact that now we have more rivalries between players in the NBA makes this something that is much more interesting. You're going to see WWE type stuff where rivalries born and partnerships formed. You know Joel Embiid is going to find somebody he absolutely hates and somebody he really likes in the All-Star game, and they're going to start fights. It's going to be great. But you had LeBron, who everybody likes or hates him. LeBron can't stand Kyrie Irving. Who, me? But he picked Kyrie Irving for his team. Kevin Durant doesn't seem to like anybody. Russell Westbrook and him don't get along, and now they're going to play. There's so much intrigue with the players and how much they like or don't like each other, how much they like to play with people and don't like to play with other people. John Wall is hated. He's in the game. That now the All-Star game has become a must-watch thing because are we going to see any of these storylines played out? Not your average East versus West, 175, 170, and here's a couple of dunks you get to see late at night as a highlight, and that's all you need from the All-Star game. 
I think it'd be interesting to see if one of these guys, say LeBron James, he has interest in expanding into the entertainment business, right? Some, some shows potentially in development with different studios that maybe he's a silent partner in the XFL, which means <laughs> there is a heel turn to come in the middle of an all-star game. He's going hit- up for a layup and he takes his own guy out. LeBron to Kyrie. Kyrie. Oh, and he's hit over the head with a chair by LeBron. Timeout team LeBron. They want to talk it over. Kyrie bleeds from the head profusely. No, they cut that out of the NHL in 94, remember? Oh, they make Gretzky's, <laughs> make Gretzky's head, bleed. head bleed. Yeah, yeah they did, they did. you can't do that anymore. But it, it does it, – there is some excitement, I think, the way the NBA has gone to. I mean, we've had the fake tough guy, you know, storylines that are straight out of WWE scripts, right? Or we were on air when the whole thing went down, quote-unquote, between the Rockets and the Clippers and back hallways. And if we could have more of that. More intrigue in that on those levels. I mean, you get the soap opera that is sports and live television just takes takes it to a whole other level. We could have the interstitials. No, you're not talking to a coach. You're talking to a player on the sideline as if it's a WWE house promo, promo for a game that's coming up later on. Maybe you haven't sold out the last couple thousand seats of whatever arena the Cavaliers are going to be, yeah, and you're going to see me Friday night. And really, it takes on a whole other level. I like it. So here's the thing about why it wasn't televised and 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 how the selection process goes. We'll tell you exactly why. LeBron winds up with Kevin Durant. And LeBron wouldn't say who he picked number one overall. Ernie oh, Johnson no. said, hey, come on on TNT. LeBron tells you I have to kill you if I tell you. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, and he was asked why. He wouldn't tell who he picked or didn't pick number one. So tell me, LeBron, you had the first pick. Who'd you take? No, I can't tell you that. Oh, man. come on! I mean, so, but <laughs> he I, tried I, to I get you. I can't tell you that, man. No, no, but no, but Le- I might you? have to kill you if I tell you that. So you're not going to tell me you picked Kevin Durant first because I know he's on your team. I ain't telling you. Okay, I ain't telling you. We want to know. Well, that didn't go very far because Kevin Durant let it go on Instagram that he was the first pick in the All Star draft. Too soon. Bro. Hey, it was me. So he puts out there that he went first overall. I guarantee you the next couple of picks went like this. When Steph Curry picked, his next pick was either Harden or Antetokounmpo. It was either Harden or Greek Freak. They had to go be the next pick because you had to pick starters. Right, you had to right, pick yeah, starters. I think it was the first four picks had to be yeah. starters, right? Yeah, as 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 your next pick, you had you had you had to pick that. Uh, so, I bet you when it came back, LeBron took Kyrie Irving, and I'm seeing a lot of people saying, "Oh, you know, LeBron and Kyrie, they really do get along." No, 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 they still hate each other. LeBron took Kyrie Irving just to screw him. Just to say, hey, you know what? Now you got to worry about playing on my team with me that I picked you. And I know you hate me and all these sly little sub-tweeting social media messages you've put out there. I know how much you hate me, and I'm picking you because th- I'm going to make this a miserable experience for you. That You have to spend time playing with me, answering questions about do you not like LeBron, what's going on. I'm going to completely screw you by picking me. So I guarantee you that's why LeBron took Kyrie Irving. Not to be nice, but to say, I'll play this we hate each other game. I'll screw you by picking you. It's a good way to play hot potato because now yeah. you don't have to. LeBron doesn't have to answer any questions 
about not picking Kyrie, and he looks like the quote unquote bigger man. Sure, and he I picked, saw he that Kevin Love. I saw that yeah. pushed a bunch earlier. Yeah. Like no, no, no. Everything is calculated. Sure, everything is. all the way through uh, for LeBron James. I would. Like a, when he went to Miami, I'd love him to just embrace the heel turn. Mm-hmm. Nah, say, you I know can't what? I it. didn't pick him. I refuse. I know. He can't do it. He can't do it. He was, and then while he won't leak who was can't number one, it. hey, Kyrie went 12. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. This wasn't televised because the NBA Players Association says they couldn't reach a consensus with the players on televising this. This would have been a huge home run. I'd tune in for a half hour to watch LeBron James and Steph Curry go back and forth between picks, and after you know LeBron picks Kyrie Irving, whoa, whoa, LeBron, Kyrie Irving, there's been a lot of talk of bad blood between you two. Why did you pick Kyrie here? Oh, whoa, 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 you're not getting KD, Steph. How do you feel about that? You didn't take it. That would be awesome. Like I said, for a half hour, it would be awesome to see LeBron and Steph Curry doing this. But I guarantee you, players said, I don't want it televised because if I don't get picked high enough, it's going to embarrass me. And there's no more vain and mentally fragile stars in the world than NBA stars. They care about what everybody thinks about them. And none of them wanted to be the guy to go, if I get picked 10th, I I don't want that. I don't want people to go, yeah, you got picked 10th. Oladipo got picked ahead of you. (laughs) Nobody wanted that to happen. James Harden didn't want to be the last guy picked for the starters. Whoa, I got picked ninth. For this, really? The starters, I got picked ninth. Now, because he's going to get made fun of by fans. He's going to get made fun on social media. People are going to catcall him in the arenas when he plays. The other players, the other stars are going to make fun of him and go, hey, number nine, what's happening, number nine? What's happening, nine? Yeah. Nobody wanted to go through that. And I guarantee you that's why they didn't televise it because the players said, yeah, I don't want that embarrassment because they worry about how they'd feel. Not enough to be all-stars. Not enough to be one of the 12 best players. No, 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 no. I want to make sure that I get taken high. If I don't get taken high, I don't want it out there because then I look like I'm not really an all-star. I look like I'm a guy way below everybody. Oh, you certainly want to save face. You don't want that. I think part of it also comes down to logistics and making sure the dollars and cents are there for everybody. Right, LeBron and Steph, maybe as captains, you're able to to massage that through the Players Association and say, hey, this is good. You guys give up some of your time and do this. But now if you're going to go through, because if you're going to televise it, I think you need to have every potential participant, right? Every guy that's been named to the All-Star team has to be representative, if only for a second when they get selected, like at an award show, to at least give 30 seconds of reaction. Oh, I'm disappointed I fell. Oh, I'm happy to be playing with this guy, whatever the case is. But then that means what, whatever social media you know, application you're using, whatever, everybody wants to make sure they're getting a slice of the pie if they're going to start giving up their time. right? There's too many guys that already decide, I'm not doing this, that, or the other. I mean, we're talking about the Pro Bowl. I'm watching video clips of Derek Carr walking. Derek Carr's a Pro Bowler? He was terrible. They were awful. How's he a Pro Bowl? So that, like, you watch that and you say, okay, a lot of guys don't play in these things. And for the NBA players, they've all complained. LeBron, chief among them, of all the commitments and everything they have to do over an All Star weekend. Now you're going to add this on top of it. No, everybody wants to make sure they get paid too if they're going to be part of it. So ego and making sure their wallets line. Two big reasons for why this wasn't done. But they're going to work on the formatting. And all those kind of negotiations for future events. Russell Westbrook saying, you mean I'm last? Why nobody want to play with well, me? Well, you know who I'll did pass. it. I'll pass. I'll pass the ball. Don't true want to true take story, me by the way. What? Very true story. 
he actually did think he was last. <laughs> but your guy, Carmelo yeah. Anthony, was the one that was convincing him. He right. messed with him and told him it was alphabetical order. <laughs> How great is that? <laughs> Melo should be an all-star just for that. But you know what? I wonder if really was Westbrook was picked less. Like, dude, the guy's not going to pass, man. No, I don't want him. You take Which him. No, I don't want him. Paul George is going to be a Laker. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm taking Kevin Love. So you ta- fine, fine, fine. Just whatever. I'll make it work. I'll trade Don't you Kyrie uh, for future considerations. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, will the XFL succeed? What's the latest on the Super Bowl as we get ready? Gronk, the Eagles concerns, and more. All coming up next on Fox. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the XFL. I hate that song. No, see, I got a feeling... Belichick is a big Steve Winwood fan. I, I I had a feeling he liked Steve Winwood. Back in the high life again. Yeah. What is this? Is this the seven inch dance remix version of Valerie? That is actually incorrect, sir. Oh, okay. This is Call Me. Since it, we're on Fox. It, it sounds like Valerie. Valerie. No, this is Eric Prides. Call on me. Yeah, but it's someone who stole his song. Yeah, it's yeah, Steve we're Winwood. We're in the generation of samples, Jason. No, 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 no. This is theft. That no, this is incorrect. This is grand Did he pay music. Him? And when would get paid, Tyshirt? That's uh, the only thing that matters. Also in uh, production with the Falcons uh, product right now. Too, TJ, so. <laughs> a lot of traffic going on right now in the studios. TJ. Time now to head to Mobile, Alabama as we get ready for the Senior Bowl and the Super Bowl. No one better do that with than our man on the scene, Alex Marvez, Sirius XM NFL radio host, Sporting News NFL insider. Alex, how many quarterbacks have you sold on the virtues of going to the New York Jets? Uh, you know what? There's a couple here that are really sort of intriguing, and the scale is it's going to be interesting to see where, example, for example, Baker Mayfield ends up. And, you know, Baker's bet, you know, uh, is he really going to go as high as five to the Broncos? I mean, Josh Allen, the thing is that he looks the part, and he may not play the part yet, but he looks the part, and that's the danger of Josh Allen because will he be able to improve his accuracy as time goes by? He actually improved quite a bit as the week went on. I think he sort of relaxed a little bit, but his throwing mechanics are just so raw. And, and he looks – like when you talk to Baker Mayfield, you're talking to an adult. When, when you talk to, you know, uh, the Wyoming quarterback, Josh Allen, he still just strikes you as a college kid, if that makes sense. And even though he's talked to, he told us he talked to Carson Wentz about, you know, hey, Carson said, look, you go into a locker room, they're, you know, grown men, they're 30 years old, they have kids, they have families, you have to be able to lead these guys. You know, you got to think about that if you, if you think you're ready for the NFL. Well, you know, there, he, he thought about it, he turned pro. But he is a really interesting guy. We'll see if they're able to fix the problems again. Raise that completion percentage that was below 60% at Wyoming. I love wow. the fact that, hey, another two years, he could be the franchise player for the XFL. Josh Allen could be the guy. It, well, does he have a criminal record? Let's see. Will he stand for the anthem? <laughs> um, does he not want to really have probably the same benefit package that goes on with the NFL? Hmm, or the same salary? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's just, it's so funny how people, I, I get it, and, you know, and we don't really remember history and things like this, and the WWE, to their credit, have reinvented themselves, uh, you know, through their marketing plans, but the problem is this, nobody likes bad football, and this has all the makings of being 
bad football, bad talent pool, bad people who don't know football. You know, Vince McMahon, when he's involved, anything he touches outside of pro wrestling turns to stone. It's just amazing how bad a touch he has, from the evil Knievel Snake Canyon jump in 1974, <laughs> uh, you know, to the World Bodybuilding Federation that went on, uh, to his attempts at movies. I mean, you name it. It's just it, it always falls apart. He knows nothing else but the con of professional wrestling. It's harder to pull the con in pro football. But, you know, when your wife it works for the Trump administration and she's in charge of the small business department there, when you have a president who doesn't like the NFL, who's been, you know, was, was spurned in his ownership attempts with the Buffalo Bills and is trying to get some competition, I'm sure, for the NFL, and maybe you could somehow find that money back that you're investing in this through some form or fashion, as you remain tight to the Trump, you know, to the Trump presidency, well, you know what? Maybe it's not such a bad investment for Vince McMahon after all. Oh, man, the tinfoil hats are out in full force tonight as we go through. But it's, you know, taking over the the sporting world, for, at least for today, except for everybody excited about the college quarterbacks. Beyond the quarterback position, anybody uh, got you excited there in mobile? Well, yeah, you know, unfortunately, one of the top guards, I think it's Isaiah Hicks from the University of Georgia. He played tackle this past year, but he suffered a torn labrum, and he's going to be, you know, not, you know, he's going to have to have surgery next week. That could really affect his draft stock. Uh, you know, the wide receivers, it's interesting because James Washington measured in at 5'10 and 7'8. He's not even six feet tall. And I, when I think small receivers, unfortunately, I think Kendall Wright. Although, you know, one thing note, to note about Washington is that his arm length is 33 and 7 ace. So it's basically the same as, as like, a you know, one of the big body tight ends that are here. The, the tight end from Penn State is catching everything in sight. Mike Yosecki is an interesting prospect. And Shaquem Griffin is the feel-good story of the week, no doubt. And, you know, interesting, a woman today, unannounced, uh, showed up with her eight, nine-year-old son, and he had had his, uh, his hand amputated. And, you know, he's trying to deal with, you know, that, that situation and, and what's to come. You know, she sought out Shaquem. Shaquem spent about 30 minutes with the kid and just talking to him and, and you know, helping him out because of obviously Shaquem, you know, missing his hand. And, and what's interesting, Bill Polian thinks that he may end up getting a combine invitation after he participates in the senior bowl or in the senior bowl. But the fact that one of the top college players in the NFL isn't invited to the NFL scouting combine where he can answer questions, undergo a physical, it seems to me like a really big oversight that's gone on in Indianapolis. You know, one other guy, too, I know you're high in is uh, Kalen Balaj out of Arizona State. He's oh, turned a lot of heads. My- Goodness. Oh, my goodness. And listen, I know Rashad Penny is a guy everyone likes to talk about. He may be a very good NFL back, but he hasn't really been super impressive this week. He has not jumped off the charts like like this kid has. He is like, I mean, he's he's just monstrous. You know, it, it reminds me a little bit of Derrick Henry. Just that that guy, the six foot two, six foot three running back, huge legs. I mean, you know, Earl Campbell-esque, if, if I may. So, you know, he just he's just been absolutely great for this team, no question about it. He's been awesome. And, and he really, I think, has helped himself. He's, he's a guy that's going to ge- generate a lot of talk coming out of Mobile. Last, last one for you there, Alex, uh, out of the stuff in Mobile. Alex Marvez on the hotline with a Sirius XM NFL radio host, Sporting News NFL columnist, at Alex Marvez on Twitter, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here from the Geico Studios. Uh, are people looking at the running back position a little bit differently now that the NFL has shifted back to a little more of that ground-and-pound style in, in some spots? Well, I mean, you know, this year when you have a freak like Saquon Barkley, if you took him one, if you're the Cleveland Browns, especially after all the misery you've had at the quarterback position, and you think that, that he's better value at one than the quarterback at four, then, you know, you could pull that draft day type move, so to speak, right, um, as sure. it comes to real life. Uh, 
But but you know he's just been so darn good. You know each year it's weird, right? I mean you sometimes have years that are really deep in one position, and and you know you're gonna have a bunch of guys taken at that spot. It's actually not a bad year for quarterbacks. You know all things considered, we'll probably have at least four of them taken in the first round, if not Mason Rudolph potentially sliding in there. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to practice this week. Luke Falk has had a pretty good week, but he's got some real mechanical issues that that needs to work through his shoulder. You know based on you know this this Washington State offense, you do some really funky things, and it's caused him to develop this sort of quirk in his shoulder from what Newhouse tells me, where he's throwing the ball at a weird angle and the coaches are trying to get him to make his shoulders level rather than lift one shoulder up before throwing. So, you know, is the throwing shoulder up as he passes. So things like that with these kids. I mean, you, you can see some of that here. And by the way, the Auburn kicker, I forget his name, but but this guy is ridiculous. He is off the charts. He is going to be the first kicker drafted. He's no Roberto Aguayo. In that. <laughs> I think he's going to make it. And I do have a story. I'm speaking of Roberto Aguayo at SportingNews.com about Tom Telesco promising that the Chargers will be resolving their kicking issues. Only 20 of 30 last season, four different kickers used. It was a disaster. Tom fell on the sword. He promises this will get fixed. And I would not be surprised if the Chargers look at drafting a kicker. The one from Auburn is exceptional. Hey, what's been the big topic as far as the Super Bowl goals down there all week? What's the one thing people are talking about the most? Um, you know, it's it's interesting. Like in these circles, I wouldn't say that people spend a ton of time on. I think you know Jacksonville. Uh, you know the disappointment of that. I mean, talking to the folks over there, it's it's devastating. You know, and the Miles Jack play hurts. And you know, you start to look back, and and what's a great season? You now you remember it by okay. We didn't try to run plays with 55 seconds remaining in the first half. We were content to just run out the clock. We didn't adjust offensively in the second half. You know, the officials they don't call penalties on the Patriots. I mean, you hear. Things like this, but it, but it's almost like quite quite honestly, I, I don't say the rest of the league is conceded or anything like that. But it, it's just you know the, the thing is that like they just sort of accept the Patriots have this incredible formula. There is some question though, how about how it's going to continue as they lose all these coordinators, all likely all three gone, a clean sweep for Bill Belichick. Uh, you know the other thing too is the the uh, the run pass option that's been going on. Uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. And there's some question now, you know, in a copycat league, you know, what they've been doing, a little bit more college-style stuff that's really stood out for them. Is this now going to become in vogue? And are there some guys whose skill sets may be a little bit less pro-style, a little more like that? Are they going to start to get a little bit more of a run among folks in the NFL draft? Because Philadelphia's success has caught people's attention. Keep going back and asking questions about why Blake Bortles didn't actually run the football. <laughs> I mean, just what what what, what can what, what what can we say here about the the collapse of that team? And and you know, listen. But you know, it's interesting too because we just we underestimate the Patriots. I was talking to, to Newhouse tonight, and he was talking about how the Ravens had him on the ropes, right? And then mm-hmm. someone else gets gets brain lock. And I've written about this this year that that they have the jet. Bill Belichick has the Jedi mind trick. You know, people forget what they're talking about. Uh, you know, when when they forget what they're doing when they play the Patriots. And remember, Rex Ryan called that ill fated timeout on a fourth down play where the Ravens had a stop. And he calls a timeout right before because he got nervous about the defense. And it ends up that the Patriots get the first down and ultimately score, and they go on to that undefeated season. They make smart teams do stupid things. And that's what's going to be the big question. What can they make Nick Foles do that's stupid on the biggest stage? And let's not forget, too, Doug Peterson, he's never quarterbacked a Super Bowl, let alone coached in one. Like, I just find this one is going to be interesting for him. How's he going to handle the pressure? Is he ready for this moment as a play caller for the Philadelphia Eagles? I mean, and working with Frank Reich and John DiFilippo, but nonetheless falls on Doug. Is he ready for this challenge? He's on Twitter at Alex Marvez. That is at Alex Marvez, Sirius XM, 
NFL radio host, Sporting News, NFL insider. Again, check out his latest, SportingNews.com. Oh, the Chargers solving that kicker issue. Finally, they're going to redraft Ralph Benershka. Oh, It's going to happen. That's how it goes. AM, as always, buddy, appreciate it. Have fun. We'll talk to you soon. By the way, real quick, Ralph Benershka, initially a Raider. Cut. Signed with the Chargers. Oh, See, there, there we, we go. go. Look at that. That's adding instant value. knowledge right there, too. Adding value. Nice. Oh, man. Alex Marvez laying it down in Mobile. Follow him on, on Twitter, at Alex Marvez, for all the latest. Uh, we'll have more on the XFL coming up in a minute, including exactly what it's going to need to succeed. Because Alex brought up great points about how the succeed football's not going to be as good. The names aren't going to be as good, but what it's going to need to succeed because there is the appetite for more football. But first, a guy who has an appetite for anything, as long as it's protein and it's on the back of a GNC bottle, it's Tom Lewis. And Ralph Bernerska. Fun facts. I've got two of them for you. Go ahead. He once hosted Wheel of Fortune. Pat J. Sajak left for a while. That's right. And one of the first Americans with an artificial colon. How about that? He used to have like a, a... a bag, right? That yes. He, that he kicked with, and he had. That's yes. why he ran off the field, and when he would kick off, and they would allow somebody to run on the field to run down and tackle because he couldn't physically uh, get involved in the tackle. And when the broadcasters said, you know, Bernerska has this game in the bag, and then the color commentator said, no, that's oh. not the game. That's not the game. No, I don't think that was ever said. Okay. And it was never said. NBA All Star game lineups announced today. The NBA All Star game this year is going to be like a, a game of shirts and skins in gym class. Uh, LeBron James and Steph Curry picked the teams. No East and West this year. LeBron has chosen himself. Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, Kyrie Irving to start for the shirts. Steph Curry picked himself. James Harden, DeMar DeRozan, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid to start for the skins. Russell Westbrook, 46 points for Oklahoma City tonight. Thunder rattled the Wizards, 121-112. Uh, your other finals, uh, Kings turned down the heat, 89-88. Nuggets grazed the Knicks, 130-118. One game in progress, 446 left in the biggity-biggity of Oakland, California. There is no Golden State, California, so the Warriors are stuck playing on Oakland. Uh, Warriors in front of the Timberwolves, 117-109. About four minutes left in the game. Upset alert. In college basketball, Columbus, Dateline, Columbus, Ohio. Unranked Penn State stuns number 13, Ohio State, 82-79. Nothing upsetting about this duo. It's always relaxing, yet truculent sports talk radio with Jason Smith and Michael Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Appreciate it. We're live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save. On auto insurance. So we find out today the new XFL is going to start play in 2020. Vince McMahon, head of WWE, took out $100 million against WWE. To, Sold off some stock, yep. yeah. Yeah, to, uh, to fund this. We're going to start in two years. It's going to be 10 teams. going to play 10 weeks, eight teams, 10-week schedule. I'm so excited. It's going to play in the late winter, early spring. Everybody's going to have to stand for the national anthem. No politics involved. Family values, all things that Vince McMahon has said the XFL is going to be that's different from the NFL. But what is this going to need to succeed? Because the XFL didn't succeed the first time around. And it made it one year. It was a curiosity, and people were interested. But the football wasn't very good. There wasn't enough name recognition in the football, and so it went away. 
And this is something that, you know what, look, the vast majority of young people that grew up on this new era of WWE have no memory of. They don't know the XFL. I mean, just think about it. It was 2001. That's 17 years ago. People right now who are 27 have no memory of the XFL. They don't know what the hell it is. It's something that people talk about. Oh, it is? I mean, when you think about we talk about things that are just so like it was yesterday to you and I because we were adults and we lived it. You know, you and I were, were in, you know, in our late 20s when this came out. I remember it. But many people, you're, you're 25, 27 now. You have no idea what that was. You don't know that it failed. You're no, thinking, wow, Vince McMahon's going to do, you know, a, a football league. But, you may have seen a 30 for 30 on it. Right, right? exactly. And, and oh, you well, hear it crazy. referenced every once in a while. And certainly Rod Smart's he hate me moniker has stood the test of time. You need stars. You need the obvious thing is you're going to need name players that people remember to be able to watch. There is that void for more football. And if you're showing me players who I remember from recently in college at the skill positions, that's great. If you are able to poach players from the NFL a la the USFL, that's even better. I mean, you need more than $100 million in capital to do that if you're going to get somebody to play in the XFL and not the NFL. Hey, Baker Mayfield, here's $40 million for three years. Come play in the XFL. Well, okay, I can play here in the XFL, and I can make a ton of money and not have great wear and tear on my body. Okay, if you can poach players, that's great. That That's a, that's a really big deal. But the most important thing you need if you're Vince McMahon, this is why $100 million is not enough, is the first year, how much money are you really going to make? You're a curiosity, but let's just say ratings dwindle and they're not very good. You have to be able to keep putting money in to stay in the game. Like Hamilton sings, when you got skin in the game, you stay in the game. If you don't make a lot of money, you have to have money for the second season. We're back. There's no question. We're doing this. And you have to get to the point where it's stable, where people believe it's stable. And, you know, what do they think when they think beginning of January? Well, the XFL is going to start playing again, so I'm going to watch. They had some players last year. One guy went from the XFL to the NFL. They do it differently. It's kind of fun. And that's what I'm going to watch. You have to be able to have the money to withstand losses. You can't just say, well, we lost a lot of money, and now we're cutting and running. We're out. It's easy to do. But it's that, it's that old gambling philosophy that, that somebody told me a long time ago is that if you always have enough money to double your bet after you lose, you'll never lose a gambling. Because if you lose a bet, you should always double your next bet. If you lose that, you double that one. And then you double that one if you lose, you double that one if you lose. Because eventually you're going to hit. You're going to win a bet. And that will get you back to zero. But you have to have a lot of money to do that. If you can just double your bets for five hands, well, that's not going to do it. Because you could lose five hands in a row of blackjack. But if you can double your money, have the money for 15 hands in a row, then you'll be, you're not going to lose 15 hands in a row. You will get back to zero. So as long as McMahon has this money to keep putting into it so it can say, no matter what, we are sticking around. We're back. We're playing next year. There's going to be a lot of guys that want to play, that want to play football in the United States, don't want to have to go to Canada or someplace else. We're going to play here. It's going to be high profile. Its games are going to be on TV, and we're going to play here. We are becoming stable and a thing. If you have enough money for that, then the XFL will do fine. Now we start looking at this, and it's two years till it comes to light. We've got the $100 million earmark for this that's 12.5 million dollars a franchise easy math just break it down that that's not a lot in terms of your salaries especially when we're talking about like the other big story today the Steelers are talking to Le'Veon Bell well we know that extension is going to be if it gets done 
somewhere in that 14 to 15 million dollar range <laughs> right there so that's more than we're talking about a full roster you've got to get your your pickup for a television network well yes he might have done an interview on ESPN but it would fit right in line with the big 3 right so it would seem to be a property that maybe can find a home uh, on on an FS1 and, and get its run, but you've got to start doing that. And we talk about name recognition. The Arena League always had local college players because then you could have that connection. You watched them for four years, now here they are. That only works so so much, right? That that's good regionally. But we've got you're trying to talk about growing this, not necessarily as a competitor for the NFL, but an off season option for you. So you're gonna need some of these bigger names whether it's a guy at the end of his career because i think at least at the the formation that's what you're looking at the guy who's looking at that one more contract from the nfl does he take a million to be just another guy you know one to two million to be another guy here or can he go be the name player for one of these eight franchises in the xfl so for for vince mcmahon i i think as much as i like the audacity of I want to be a sole proprietor here, and I don't want other people influencing decisions or how the direction of this league is. If he's going to try to make this stick, it's going to need an infusion of cash to have any staying power. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. We'll have more in the XFL next hour, including what exactly Vince McMahon is trying to sell to everybody. But coming up next, we told you this a month ago, and after the news today, I'll tell you exactly what Derek Jeter is trying to accomplish with the Miami Marlins. Marlins fans may not like it. Marlin man may not like it, but this is what's happening. It's next on Fox. I was wrong. I was wrong. Hey, uh, Bill Belichick, uh, Steve Winwood, are you, are you a big fan of Higher Love? I was wrong. I was wrong. All right. He's a big fan. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I was a big fan of this album when it came out. Oh, fantastic. Back in the album. High Life again. I love this. Uh, what was it? Valerie, uh, which we heard a few minutes ago. Uh, Higher Love, Back in the High Life again. Had a couple other ones off it. This oh, is a, this I'm trying is a to go through that I track remember. list. Sure. Back Fan. in the High Life again was my favorite. The Finer Things. Oh, take Finer it Things. Comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Higher taking love. it to the street, <laughs> taking it to the street. Whatever you can get a little Michael McDonald in, you've won. No, the best... Uh, <laughs> Photo, meme, whatever you want to call it, it showed up in my my Twitter timeline yesterday. It was a picture of the traveling Wilburys to put oh, it in the same, same era. Yeah. But just saying, people always thought they were an aged group when uh, they formed. Yeah. Uh, you had Harrison was 45. Yep. Roy Orbison was the oldest at 52. Petty yeah. was 37. Uh-huh. <laughs> and just down the line. But they were always, at that point, they were thought of, wow, those guys are old and well, those that are, are still with us are still performing. Look at these Some old legends. 30 years later. <laughs> so. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio, live from the Geico Studios. So today, the Marlins made a trade that tells you everything you need to know about the future for Derek Jeter and company. The Marlins trade Christian Yelich to the Milwaukee Brewers in exchange and his name is John Cena. <laughs> well, if they could have got John Cena for Yelich, that's pretty good. I mean, I I, I that's like not that. a bad bad trade. I like that. But instead, they trade Christian Yelich and they get back. 
Batman. No, they did not get Batman back. Go ahead, Mike Carmen. Is it Jesus? No, they did not get Jesus back. Because Tim Tebow was mentioned in the XFL. He was I'm so excited. Tim, you were not part of the Because he does not have a criminal record to our knowledge. No, and Tebow's in the Mets system. Four prospects back for Christian Yelich, including Lewis Brinson, who was Milwaukee's number one prospect in the minor leagues. Great. Now, it sounds great, but here's the thing. We talked about this a month ago. So now the Marlins have traded Giancarlo Stanton, D. Gordon, Marcelo Zuna, and now Christian Yelich who are all really good players. I get it. You want to trade D. Gordon because he's getting a little older. He had the suspension. Giancarlo Stanton just made too much money to hold on to him. But you trade Ozuna, who wasn't making a ton of money, and Yelich has a big team-friendly contract. He's going into the third year of a contract that's going to pay him $49 million. So he's going to get paid for the next four years Seven to ten million dollars a year. This is a guy who was an eighteen and ninety guy who hits about two ninety or three hundred, and he's in his prime. This is this is a guy you hold on to. You don't trade this guy. This is a guy you build around. I get that he wanted to be traded. I understand this, but this is something I talked a lot about with Jerry Hastern, former Dodger player and, and current baseball analyst. Is that and we mentioned this a month ago on the show. This shows you that Derek Jeter is trying to move the Marlins. And you, you're not going to be saved, Marlins fans, by a new ballpark. Oh, we just got a ballpark. That's the old ownership. It doesn't matter. That's like a new boss coming into your job, and you go, you know, my boss said I was going to be the next guy to be promoted. Uh, well, I'm going to evaluate uh, talent on my own, and maybe you're not going to be. A new ballpark that was just bought is not going to save you. Nobody's going to come to the games now for how many years? Three years? Four years? Nobody's going to come to the games. No one, because you traded away everybody. You got rid of the guys you would build around for the next three and four years. Derek Jeter wants to move the Marlins, and that's something that's not. But we said it a month ago. We're saying it now, and whoever wants to steal it for tomorrow mornings, congratulations. You can look yourself in the mirror. You can steal it. But this is exactly what Jeter's trying to do. This is how you act if you are going to move the team. And he'll find a way. They'll be able to get out, and they will go, whether it's attendance, something else, because you don't do this unless that's your end game. You hold on to young players with team-friendly deals that are young and are stars. You hold on to them. You build around them. You don't trade them for guys who may wind up being as good as this guy in four years. You can easily afford all those guys. No, and that becomes the the larger game, right? It's been whispered that Jeter's entire uh, MO in this process was profitability and then making the team attractive from that angle because the books are clean from all the heavy contracts, and then potentially you you can look to it. Now, obviously, you have a new ballpark, and we always get into leases and, and what kind of terms are on the lease and how it can be broken and everything else. So, you know, there, there's certainly contracts that can be gotten out of in that regard. But in terms of fielding a, a winning team, we've had nothing but controversy in terms of the offseason and the lack of signings for free agency you know, and someone gets anything that re- resembling what looks to be a market-level offer, everybody responds with shock, and it's front-page news right now. So you have the Marlins getting rid of every known player, every last one. Yelich saying, look, I know this is bad, it's sad, and his own Instagram post, I'll retweet it out. But 
it would appear that you're looking at your bottom line because the TV revenue is still coming in. So you have profitability even if nobody's showing up at the games. And then you can go down the Atlanta Falcons highway <laughs> and start just charging less and less money for concessions for the few thousand hey. that do show. Hey, uh, Diet Coke, you want a large? That's 25 cents. Diet Coke! Whatever it takes to get butts in seats. I'd like a, I'd like a burrito, and I'd like some nachos, and I'd like a cheeseburger, and I'd like, well, make it two nachos. <laughs> now you're negotiating your own price. That's two seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> Getting people to the ball yard. Trust me, they will be moved. It's what Derek Jeter wants. You don't do this unless that's the case. Does he want to go to Michigan? Twitter it. How about a fresca? Coming up next, can Tom Brady win the Super Bowl and retire? Fox. Tom Brady's never been hotter. Here's it's why true. Brady's the greatest of all time. Oh, five-second guitar solo. Listen to Jakey e. Lee shred. I hate that song. Oh, no, no, no. This is, great. This is one of the it's one of the most underrated hair metal songs of all time. Dreams in the Dark, Badlands. We're digging a little deeper here. Oh, yeah. Badlands. This is, this is a great album. If only you had long, Woo. flowing locks. I wish. I wish I did. I wish I did. Should we get a nice little chest full of wigs here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios for the inevitable video component of our tomfoolery here in the Geico Studios? Why not? TJ, from tomfoolery to Tom Brady. TJ. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you could save on auto insurance. We'll have more on the NBA All-Star selections by LeBron James and Steph Curry coming up in a half hour. We got more on the XFL in a few minutes. But the Tom Brady retiring story is starting to gain a little bit of momentum. Tom Brady's never been hotter. It's on a couple of the blogs today. Yard Barker had this story. Some other uh, sports entities wondering, could Tom Brady win the Super Bowl and retire right after? There's a big prop bet in Vegas on it right now, uh, that Tom Brady retires after this Super Bowl. Everybody's assuming he's going to win and walk away and say, all right, I'm all done, everybody. Clap his hands and go Vegas blackjack dealer, huh? So, yeah, so the Brady retiring thing is starting to gain some momentum. Well, Scott Zolak, former Patriots quarterback, was on uh, Mike Florio's radio show today as we are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Today's Friday. Friday, Friday Sunday. Uh, 11 days. From the Super Bowl. It's not Friday. Not yet. Well, 10 or 11, depending soon, but... on your time All zone. right, but not yet. Not yet. Tomorrow's Friday. Where we are, it's not Friday. It's 10 days away. Who it's... are you kidding? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because all day Saturday, you're tailgating. That's still a day, though. No, but, it, no, no day. but it's a continuous day. That day so it, it mushes into one. That day doesn't count? No. Saturday doesn't count. No, Not if you Saturday. don't remember it. No, that is right, <laughs> Frostberg. You tell him. I don't remember it, so I must have had a great time. You'll be working the grill. You'll be working the catering side of things, making sure you've frosted enough beverages. I'll probably smoke some meat. You'll probably smoke some meat along the way. There's no question about it. So Scott Zolak was on Mike Florio's radio show today, Pro Football Talk, and he was asked, hey, do you think Tom Brady's going to retire after the Super Bowl? And here's what the Pats radio color commentator had to say. No, absolutely not, especially with Jimmy not being here. No, I don't. I really don't. I think it's two more. I think it's you, you. You play next week. You hope you win, and I think he has two two more realistic seasons left. Will Tom Brady retire? He is That's never plus plus twelve hundred for yes. All right, minus twenty five hundred. Okay, so so still for no. 
But things changed in the last two weeks with the publication of that ESPN story that Brady hates Belichick, Belichick hates Brady, he wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo and turn the page from Tom Brady, and now he can't because Tom Brady convinced Bob Kraft to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to stick around. They hate each other. As much as they work together well, they hate each other. They're like a very successful rock band, like Axel and Slash. Listen, we hate each other, but we'll go on tour and make a lot of money, and you know, when Axel's voice isn't going well, Slash will play a long-ass well, they, solo. They may not hate each other anymore because they realize that they're sleeping on giant piles well, hey, of money like Huel in Breaking Bad. I want to lay down on that. Let me see how that feels. <laughs> we're making money like it's 1988, man. This is pretty cool. So, But they can still get along, but they hate each other. Brady is not going to retire because he wants to outlast Belichick. He wants to prove, I'm going to play till I'm 45, so screw you. You think I'm done? Screw you. I'm going to be here till I'm 45. And already, if you cross me again, Bob Kraft has taken my side over you. So I'm going to play. Screw you. Belichick now says, screw you. I'm going to outlast you in Boston. You know why? Because I know I'm right. And you're closer to the end than I think you are. So I'm not going to the Giants. I'm not going anywhere else. I'm going to stay here. And when Tom Brady retires, I'm going to have my next quarterback in here, and we're going to go win a Super Bowl. And after that, then Belichick will retire. But he wants to prove, oh, yeah, you think you're so great? Just wait, Tom. When you stink, you're out the door. I'll replace you right away. As soon as your play drops a bit over the course of a season, we don't make it to the Super Bowl. Boom. You are being replaced. I guarantee you the Patriots draft a quarterback early in this draft. They'll identify their guy like they identified Garoppolo four years ago, and they'll say, this is going to be our guy. They'll take him in the second round. Screw you, Tom. How about that? I just drafted your replacement, and he's closer than you think he is. They're going to fight with each other. It'll be like Inspector Clouseau and Cato. They're going to be at odds with each other while they're working towards a common goal until either Belichick says, I'm done, or Brady is bad enough, and he, and he winds up having to retire. But they're going to try to outlast each other in New England. Oh, I like it. It's a continued uh, fight back and forth. As we've talked about from that article, I'm sure a lot of what Seth Wickersham had to write were true. I'm still skeptical that 12 different sources had something to say after being so tight-lipped for all these years. That's fine. I think it's one guy. Uh, coming out with 12 different funny voices. Maybe Caesar from Planet of the Apes is one of them. I don't know. I wasn't inviting you to do it. I was just giving you a nod and, and letting you move Caesar like Garoppolo. Thanks, Harmon. Yeah, it's my fault. Like both guys on the other side uh, of the glass, Ty Shirt and, jo- and Justin Prosper, literally it. stood up and said, What are you doing? XFL. So, we came Caesar. so far. Caesar. I wasn't telling. I wasn't celebrating it. Caesar I plays, gave you a nod. Plays home games in Redwoods. Figured maybe one or two people would start crushing <laughs> cans of their favorite beverage, saying, "Oh, uh-huh. there it comes," and, and and you go from there. But they tried this with Garoppolo. Remember, he he was the heir apparent. You didn't expect the average lifespan of the quarterback. You thought it would be a a bigger crash. To the end here. Instead, you get the long tail of Tom Brady. And if, you know, Jacksonville's defense doesn't make any kind of adjustments, he'll continue <laughs> to do that to uh, even the the best. And and just my side note, everybody made fun of the Patriots schedule all year. Not a lot of offensive juggernauts running around the old AFC South once Deshaun Watson got hurt. 
Yeah, hey, Hopkins, go catch as many passes as you want. The rest of these guys, not good. Let's go. Uh, so we go through the, the process into into where we're at with, with Tom Brady now, and everybody last year, ah, Giselle wants him to return. Okay, fine. She can want Giselle that all Giselle told Jay Feely, tell him to retire. Yeah, in two to three more years, mm-hmm. father, Mother Nature will, will catch up. Father Time is undefeated. Whatever analogy whatever mythical figure you want to use. Eventually, Tom Brady's going to be in a turtleneck walking around on Sundays and not <laughs> why, playing. Why a turtleneck? Because if you look up Tom Brady. Uh, the billions the, and off, billions. Of, but tell off, me it's a short sleeve turtleneck. It uh, might be. It might be. He usually has a suit coat on, though. But it's right. still a turtleneck nonetheless. Can you buy short sleeve turtlenecks, Rosberg? I sure as hell hope so. Can you? I believe it's what you call a dicky. That's how I'm going out. In the All right. With a Charger logo on it over the from the top. Well, duh. It's not that far removed from what Bill Belichick wears in the post game when he takes the hoodie. Ooh, off. wait a minute, wait a minute. That's kind of close. Char- this is breaking news. Wait, can Belichick you- wears a Charger cutoff? A Charger? No, wait. no, 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 no. no. Get it right. Belichick wears a Charger cutoff turtleneck hoodie. Can you have a turtleneck hoodie just comes up and then it comes out of your? T- That'd be pretty good. Head? I like that. I don't know. We'll we'll see if we Keep can. Keep my design. neck warm, and then it just comes off the back. I'm gonna of my go. Head. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say if it could make somebody some money, it's been designed. Or, we'll just or say it's organic and charge somewhere. five times the price. Now yes. you're talking. And you can get kale with it, and, and you, you get, get you get a free kale and yeah. an organic horse and meat a pair sandwich. of pajamas. Yeah, yeah. I bet yeah. no. I bet you the TB12 sleepwear is turtleneck. That's not oh, a bad. Yeah. Yeah, you got to keep your throat nah. warm at well, night. You do. I mean, so that's important in our business. Probably smells like kale too. Kale smells okay. There's nothing wrong with kale. Look, ask, ask Tight Shirt. He eats, he eats kale for breakfast every day. I right? love kale. Kale smells okay. Kale smells great. What, what's the what's the healthy <laughs> food you eat kale that smells, smells the worst? The healthiest and worst smelling food. Ooh, that's a All tough one. All of it. One. <laughs> that's a tough one. I know a lot of people are not the fans of the smell of the Brussels Let me come sprouts. back to you on that one. Yeah, let me come back to you on that one. All right, well, no, I, I, I trust Frostburg because you, you heat up whatever you have in, in that – I don't use microwaves, so I don't heat it up here. I, how do you not heat? You don't heat it, so you don't heat up food. That I eat it cold. Heat it up when I'm here. I'm eating, yeah, I eat it cold. Oh here. my god, tight, tight shirt. You are good. No. Trust I was me. trying to make a point. On the, <laughs> trust me, that was like two minutes ago. <laughs> Here's the thing: you are not ever going to get cancer, tight shirt. Tight shirt. I will outlive you because here's what's going to happen. Oh, okay. Here's Drug. what's going to happen. I'm ready. Is that one day I'm going to find out what happened to Alex Tight shirt? Well. He only ate 200 calories a day, so he was walking down the street, and he passed out, and he fell down into a into a sewer, and Pennywise got him. His and tomb- I'm going to go, ah, oh, it's too bad. His tombstone's going to say, if only he used the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think as this discussion really takes a big left turn, yeah, I think real. back to our, our late tech op uh, producer, Frank Pollock, mm. who uh, would always throw peace. out the line, that's Domino's alive. Jim Fix is dead. <laughs> Why you got to make me cry on a Thursday wow. night? Come on. Mm. Just it was germane to the topic as they decided who was going to out. Jermaine who? Water. Jermaine Jackson. Yeah. And no. TJ, we're dancing on the ceiling here at Fox Sports Radio. TJ, getting a line. Wasn't that Jermaine Dan- Jackson's no. song, "Dancing on the it Ceiling"? Was, no, it was. What was Jermaine Jackson's <laughs> big song? That was the Lionel Richie was dancing, dancing on the ceiling. Dancing on the ceiling. No, that, that was, was Jermaine from Flight of the Concords. Oh, Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a whole Brady Belichick thing yeah. that I started doing. Was, yeah, that was yeah, nice. It was, it was, it was, it was a pretty good real. run I had going. I was striking suave, <laughs> ambitious feet to beak. Super delicious. <laughs> Twitter and I'm out of Fresca. Mike Harmon at Swollen Dome. We've really gotten off the rails here, but trust me, Tom Brady Water is crest. not retiring. Watercrest smells bad. What? <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
Live radio, How everybody. How many years does uh, Brady play on the Jets when he when he winds down, Jason? Uh, How three. Many years? Three? He'll play three years. Yes. It's three like, years. It's like Unitas with the Chargers. Yeah. All the greats go out on a crappy team, right? Yeah. He'll say, screw you, Belichick. I'll go win on the Jets. No, he won't. Sure he will. Why not? Jesus couldn't win on the Jets. Revenge game. <laughs> go ahead, play a tight shirt. Play it. Yeah, who's excited? Who's excited? Who's excited? I'm so excited. Yeah, here we go. I know. First and foremost, I just have to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jason, Mike Carmen. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Phone number is 877-99 on Fox. <laughs> Things have gotten weird here. Is it Friday? It's not Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday in certain parts of this country. Coming up raise next. Raise a glass. <laughs> what Vince McMahon is trying to sell us all with the XFL, and it ain't going to work. Tell you it's all about coming up next, Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. We'll have more on the NBA All-Star selections from LeBron James and Steph Curry coming up in a couple of minutes. Now that their games are over, Russell Westbrook and KD weighed in on being selected for the All-Star teams. After Melo clowned on Westbrook for a long time, before he broke news to him about where he was drafted. Was he still wearing a headband? Uh, I'm pro- I'm sure he was. Okay, good. I'm sure he was. It was a hoodie, actually. It was a hoodie with a headband. You know, somebody sent yeah. us a picture just now, our crack research staff, Eric, uh, giving us the picture of the Donnie turtleneck hoodie. A Donnie Osmond turtleneck hoodie? And it's got nothing to do with Donnie Osmond, you I don't sure? think. I'm a little Don't know Mono is the... Uh, I'm a little bit is it Donnie from the Big Lebowski? It could be. <laughs> oh, you're shut, killing your father, Shut Larry. the blank up, Donnie. You're out of your element, Donnie. But it is a turtleneck hoodie. Hey. I've just retweeted that at Swollen Dome. Uh, there's a great In-N-Out burger up there. All right, so now we know you can get that turtleneck. But the XFL was announced today in rebirth. Didn't it make you excited this morning when you uh, saw that yeah, an announcement yeah. was coming? I mean, we'd we'd heard about it, whispered, and... and speculated upon for several weeks now since Vince McMahon took his $100 million of stock and sold it off and started registering copyrights. It was just a matter of when. And so today, today was that Christmas morning, Jason Smith. The XFL will start playing again in 2020. The new XFL, different than the last XFL, which relied on glitz, glamour, cheerleaders, craziness, players wearing nicknames on the back of their jersey. We remember he hate me. Rod Smart was the everlasting player from that season in 2001. He had I a won- good run. He had a nice career in the in the NFL after that, too. He was with the Panthers for four years, Raiders, a little bit with the Titans. I won my XFL Fantasy League. Had Tommy Maddox a quarterback. You are fake news. My kicker. That was pretty good. Nice. I'm excited about it. But the new XFL is going to be different from the old XFL. Vince McMahon's going to own the entire league. No owners. He's going to own all the teams. Single entity ownership. It's going to be eight teams playing 10-week schedules in the spring, or late winter in the spring, not known where they're going to play yet. And Vince McMahon today in his press conference to talk about the XFL, which, again, is not going to start till 2020, talked about a couple of things the XFL is going to have, the NFL – 
does not. As far as our league is concerned, it'll have nothing to do with politics. Absolutely nothing and nothing to do with social issues either. We're there to play football. We want really good football. And I think that's what fans want as well. When they tune in, I don't know that they want to be dealing with political issues and things of that nature. They want good football. That's what we're going to deliver. The national anthem is a time-honored tradition that's played to this day and many, many years in the past prior to most athletic events in our country and other countries. So whatever our rules are is what everyone will abide by. So what else are some of those rules? No arrest records. Can't have an arrest record. He also said they're going to get back to family values, what the NFL family values are. What does this sound like? When I hear Vince McMahon say things like family values, there's no politics, no arrest records are going to stand for the national anthem. It sounds like he's selling a religion because it sounds like religious overtones, family values, no politics. We're standing for the anthem, which is, you know, polarizing because this tells you, you know, you can't stand for the anthem. You can't choose to not stand for the national anthem. Arrest records. If you had an arrest, something happened, sorry, you can't play in the XFL. It sounds like that's what he's pushing. And when, especially when he goes, the family values thing, that's what kind of gets me on We will it. present a shorter, faster-paced, family-friendly, and easier-to-understand game. Don't get me wrong, it's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. Reimagining it. It's like he's, he's appealing to a very specific base of people who are upset with the NFL because of what's been the biggest story this year. President Trump and the whole, oh, wouldn't you like to see players get fired because they wouldn't stand for the national anthem? I don't know that that works when you want to push a sport towards a certain specific group of people who are going to stop watching the NFL, and and, and and that's what I don't buy. I don't buy that people are not watching the NFL because of player protests. I think that's a load of crap. I, anybody who wants to find that and, and, and find any kind of poll done to push that, you could find that and say, I got the evidence right here. Well, you know what? There's no evidence to show what the ratings in local markets are. There's no ratings to show people that are watching on Red Zone and Fantasy Zone now, especially Fantasy Zone, and watching on NFL Red Zone and all these other places you can watch football. Ratings are just going to go down because of that. There's different ways to consume the product. No, trust me, nobody or very few people that you can't even measure it are going said, oh, people, players not standing for the anthem, I'm done watching football. Really, you're done? You're done? Maybe you were done for a week or two quarters, and then you're like, oh, I got to get back and watch. There's so many ways to quantify why ratings are down. Bad local teams, people unplug. Bad nationally televised games, people unplug. People get their fill of football, watching it all across the board. It's not anything that's going to get bigger. With different ways to consume things, you're going to be eating little bites and nibbles at this big pie. So, yeah, of course ratings are, quote, down. But this is where the NFL finds a new normal and says, okay, how do we push things back up a little bit? And maybe they figure out the Thursday night situation, Sunday night, they get better matchups on. I'll put the Dallas Cowboys on every single night in prime time that I can. I put them on Monday nights, put them on Thursday nights. I'd put the teams that rate. That's what I would do. Then you'd see the ratings go back up. I don't buy it for a second that people are looking at it. People are cord cutting. Oh, they're watching less football. Well, the people who are cord cutting, they're also cord cutting news channels. But people are still watching Fox News and 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 MSNBC and CNN. I mean, people are cord cutting everywhere. It's not like you can just cord cut specific things. There's a big cord cut where you lose ESPN, you lose Fox News. 
So it's like, okay, well, so what are you cord cutting then? I don't really understand. I don't buy it. But my my point of when you are pushing this values era of the NFL, that's really going to get people in. People still want to see stars. They still want to see great play. They want to see what everybody is talking about. They want to seem like they're, they're in on a thing. And I don't know that the XFL, that's enough to be a thing. That's enough to be something that, boy, this is what I really want. And that's how it's going to take off. It's going to take off as long as it's a thing. And I don't know if the national anthem and no politics is, is going to be enough. Really? I mean, I mean, it really- still comes down to are you putting forth in your two hours or whatever time you're you're saying is going to take for a game to be played, are you putting forth a good football product? Forget about it's got to be different from the NFL and what we've come to know in, in terms of that type of football. Quote, easier to understand. Sure, make fun of the rules. You still have to have rules to this game that that are subject to interpretation. So curious to see where that goes. We've had a lot of discussions about instant replay, and I suspect – in the next week or two, that'll rear its head again as we get ready for Super Bowl 52. But when you're you're trying to compartmentalize, we 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 know polls are unreliable, right? We everybody knows between elections or whatever else you're asking about, whatever is the the coolest or strangest answer is sometimes what people are gonna say. Yeah, that's okay, good. Or they <laughs> they feel like they need to tell you something. Uh, so if they say, are you watching less because of this reason, that reason, or these other two, uh, the one that's the most controversial is probably the one that's going to also get the most checkbox yeah. oh, hey, yeah. along the way. Yes. Like, what, what are you watching on television? Well, I watch a lot of PBS. Really? Oh, yeah. Upstairs, downstairs, in the basement. I watch a lot of Downton Abbey. I watch, yeah. Can I check PBS. your streaming habits? No, you thing. may not watch how much I watched on Cinemax after dark. Do you watch? No. <laughs> I watch nothing but educational shows and that's and all. highly educated. Uh, I watch Masterpiece from T- PBS all the time. That's it. Yeah, because I didn't go home last night and watch Rocky Four. You know, on Showtime. Not at all. No. Until I went to bed and said, "Oh, I would stay up for Rocky Five, but it sucks. It's it's a little too much. You yeah. know, you're stretching. It. You need that sleep. But it, it's that kind of reaction, and certainly trying to best." decide where numbers are going and everybody keeps putting sports off in this you know free fall by itself particularly the nfl rest of rest of the uh, entertainment world and and all programming is being affected as well on your television they're not drawing the monster ratings for a lot of these you know number one and number you know top five shows are the ratings aren't the same you're comparing apples to oranges in a lot of regards there too i think you're just looking for a a small and loyal base. And if the football's good enough, if there's enough names, you probably get there. But in the interim, what is he? He's he's a modern day. I watched The Greatest Showman a week ago Saturday, right? That mm-hmm. and we've had the the soundtrack rolling as part of the hype music here, watching Hugh Jackman run around. That Jackman. <laughs> Jackman. We call Jack- him Jackman. Jackman. Let's say his name. <laughs> well, he's Jackman. like a Jackman, Jackman. because, you know, yes. Daytona's coming up on Fox mm-hmm. pretty soon. But you have the, the idea that Vince McMahon is P.T. Barnum to a degree. <laughs> and where where does that go? Also, like he's in the pulpit, and he's evangelizing you and, and trying to get you to, to buy his product and his theory on the way things are. 
And that's what he'll continue to do for two years while he builds this thing. TJ, there's a sucker born every minute. Two minutes to go. That means two more suckers at the end of the Super Bowl for Tom Brady. Is that, is that game clock or actual clock? <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresco, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Arman. Coming up in one minute, what you need to know about the NBA All-Star selections. But right now, a man who likes apples and oranges. That's right. Sometimes at once. Eating clean. But only if they're organic and only if he can drink them through a straw. <laughs> he is Tom Looney. Okay, some would say the NBA performance of the night was Russell Westbrook. 48 points for Oklahoma City. Thunder rattled the Wizards 121-112. Others would suggest the performance of the night was the big three for the Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry combined for 18 threes. Warriors dropped daisy cutters on the Timberwolves all night, leading wire to wire. 126-113, your final. Uh, two other NBA games Thursday night. Kings found a way to beat the Heat, 89-88. Nuggets tricked the Knicks 130 to 118. Hey, it's Tiger. Tiger fired a 72 Thursday, even par after the first round of the Farmers Insurance Open. Tiger is seven back of the leader. Phil Mickelson is five shots back. Your leader is a guy named Tony Finau. Never heard of him. I haven't either. It was fun to feel that competitive rush again and try and post some numbers. That's Tiger spewing generic robotic cliches, but we now forge forth into the night with two guys who never spew generic robotic cliches. Here they are now, Tommy. The Jason Smiths and the Michael Harmons of the world. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. We, we try to take it one day at a time That's here right. on the show. That's, That's it. what it is. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance, call 1-800-947-AUTO. So today, the all-star teams were picked for the NBA midseason classic. LeBron James and Steph Curry, in a change this year, selected their players from the list of star all-stars. Great move because in an era now in the NBA when there's a lot of personal rivalries. LeBron James hates people. Russell Westbrook, KD, they hate each other. This is incredibly interesting because now there's politics involved in the picking of the teams and the playing of the games. People are going to tune in to watch and go, is Kyrie really going to pass to LeBron? Is that really going to happen? Will they choke each other on the court? This is a great move. This has put interest in the game because even the most average of NBA fans knows that there's a lot more player rivalry. LeBron James's team consists of, among others, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving in the news today, too. Ah, oh, that's good stuff from Cleveland.com that he was <laughs> threatening to sit out the season yeah. if he wasn't traded. Oh, yeah, slap fights all around. The fact that Kyrie Irving was taken by LeBron tells me one thing. This is not, oh, hey, LeBron is having the ice thaw with Kyrie Irving, you know, maybe they don't hate each other. No, no, no. This is LeBron James saying, you hate me and want to put out these subtle and and maybe not so subtle messages on social media about how much you hate me and all these stories about this. No, fine, because I'm still LeBron bleeping James. So I'll draft you on my team, and you will play on my team, and I will make your all-star experience miserable because you hate me so much. LeBron doesn't care. He's the biggest icon in the world. But go ahead, Kyrie. You continue to fight and stew and hate me, and I picked you for my team. Trust me, he picked him despite him just to make him have a tough experience and make Kyrie answer questions about playing with LeBron and forcing a trade. 
he he did that on purpose just to just to make Kyrie Irving experience miserable. Well, and you look at that a couple of weeks of misery leading up after every game. Hey, nice nice effort tonight. Hey, by the way, when LeBron when you yeah. found out LeBron yeah. picked you, uh, that you get to have a, a nice long slow buildup there as well. You know, you, LeBron was going to win this one either way, right? So either he drafts him and he's able to make his life miserable and can convince the teammates either to freeze him out or make sure he gets peppered with a few extra questions by telling the their local media members to uh, accost him. Or he wouldn't draft him, and then it would be the, no, I'll see this guy in hell kind of analysis from LeBron James of you know being petty and owning his villainy, which I keep waiting for him to do. You know, if you, if you do something and everybody doesn't like you, just, just embrace it. Go WWE heel, since we just talked about the exit. But he can't do it, though. He but can't, he, I know he needs the hug. I know. Yep. You can find that at on it. iTunes, FoxSportsRadio.com, Stitcher, Google Play. Download the podcast, Jason Smith Show with Mike Arm, and Then you can uh, give us five stars, and Jason's going to take a, a segue and come and give you a hug. But the, the fact is that, you know, Le- LeBron, in this case, held all the cards. It was either way, he's a winner. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca. So Kevin Durant was picked number one by LeBron James. This is the other big point to make about this. LeBron wouldn't say that KD was his number one overall pick. Was asked by Ernie Johnson on TNT, said, "I can't tell you. I'd have to kill you. I can't do it. I can't do it." Well, that lasted all of about seven seconds because. Kevin Durant went on Instagram right after and said, hey, yeah, I was the number one pick. Yeah, LeBron James had first pick, and he picked me. Once he put it out there, it was fair game. Following the Warriors' win tonight over the Timberwolves, KD was asked about being taken number one overall for the All-Star game. What's the most interesting aspect of playing with LeBron and being picked number one, which we found out, and also going against Steph, Clay, and Draymond on the other team. Well, finally, somebody picked me number one. Uh, that feels pretty good. It's going to be fun competing against Steph, Clay, and Draymond. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of trash talk throughout the weekend, so I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. There are no more vain and mentally fragile players in the world than NBA stars, and Kevin Durant is at the top of that. Here he is. Look at him now. He's been in the league for a decade. He's been to finals. He's won finals. He's a top three player. And here he is still saying, somebody finally picked me number one because he remembered that, of course, I went number two and Greg Oden went number one to the Portland Trailblazers. You want to go back in time and go to Portland? See how your career turns out? You want to go back and do it? You know you what the Trailblazers responded to his comments? What they Our say. bad. <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell nobody is more vain and I mean it mentally fragile and feels insulted easier than star NBA players. You want to know why this thing wasn't televised? Because this should have been on television. Think about a half hour of LeBron and Steph making picks and Ernie Johnson in the middle answering questions going, hey, whoa, Steph, LeBron just took KD. What do you think about that? Whoa, LeBron, you just took Kyrie Irving. I thought he hated you. Like, I mean, really, really hates you, man. What happened? It would have been great theater, awesome theater, but – the NBA Players Association said they didn't get consensus from the players to televise it. You know why? Is because everybody's so vain and shallow that they didn't want to be put out publicly where they were taken in the draft. Because if James Harden gets taken ninth, whoa, that's embarrassing. Oh, James Harden was a top three player, and he went ninth? Oh, my goodness, look who got taken ahead of him. 
Other guys getting taken later in the draft. How upset would John Wall have been? Do you, you think Christoph Porzingis was last? Because a lot of people have been talking about his body language and attitude today. Mm. That that he just didn't look like he wanted to be there. Well, no, no. Or is it just the Knicks weighing him down? No, I think, no, no, it's the Knicks weighing him down. Okay. That's what it is. But think, how upset would the shoe companies be? Whoa, 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 whoa. Harden, Harden's not that, wow, really? Harden's got picked ninth? Players don't like him that much? No, this Anybody still- else? Nobody wants to be that guy when you find out because you would get made fun of on social media by fans, you'd hear it at the arenas. You would hear it amongst your peers, amongst players in the game who are going to trash talk with you and go, hey, number 15, if you were taking 15 in, in, in the draft. Now, some guys I'm sure didn't care. You know, some guys who know where they are in the pecking order of all, so I'm sure they didn't care. You hey, know, Oladipo was just happy to you know, be there. Oladipo man. probably didn't giddy. care. Bradley Beal probably didn't care. Porzingis. Porzingis, I'm sure, didn't care. He's uh-huh. just happy to be there. Kevin Love knew he would get picked last. So, I mean, you know, it's not it's not you like. you got to have a fall guy. Yeah. Lonzo Ball didn't care. Lo- no, Lonzo didn't care. No. LeVar was salty, though. Uh, LeVar didn't say. get taken. And that was probably, you know. Is this well, LeVar... he's the assistant coach. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it is. Is it LeVar and the. Big baller brand sweats, or are we talking suited up LeVar? No, suited up LeVar. Because those guys are drafted in different. Suited up LeVar. Yeah, different spots. You put them up in the suit up. But but that just shows you that, look, some players, no, I'm not saying it's everybody, but all those stars, if Kevin Durant didn't get taken first, Oh my God, he would he that would be like the biggest scar against him. He would use that as motivation for the rest of his career. You took seven guys over me in the All Star game because right. they all think they're so great. And if anybody would dare suggest that they're not, they're not going to put themselves in position to be made fun of. So you know, forget about being the best of the best and being an All Star. And the the starters have to get taken first, and then the reserve. No, 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 no. I don't want it to be known where I was drafted because that's embarrassing to me. That okay. hurts me. See, I like your theory. I'm going to ex- expand it to a second point, which is that I think every one of them, through their management and agents, shoe deals and everything else, everybody was looking to make sure they got compensated if this was going to become a bigger deal. Because I'm, I'm picturing a giant grid Brady Bunch style. So you got a bunch of guys waiting to react to what LeBron and Steph are doing, and then you have the live video link up. So there's branding opportunity there for applications and, and different media entities, but also for their apparel companies, right? What they're wearing, here's the signature shoe sitting up there, all of those things to wear, and also just for appearances, right? We've heard players, LeBron and others, talking about all the commitments of All-Star Week and and how tired they are by the time it's done. Here's another thing they were going to have to commit to, even if it was just for a couple of minutes to, hey, you just got picked by LeBron, how do you feel? It's still committing their time. And naturally, just like everybody else, you can put the work in, you want to make sure you're getting your compensation. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, we got a big play of the night. In addition to a couple of jobs I think I could spend the next two years doing full-time, leaving Fox Sports Radio. The Mike Harmon Show. And do it. It's the Mike Harmon Show. I could could leave and do them full-time. Two stories from sports today I could do full-time. Got it coming up next on Fox. I eat cookies good. (laughs) Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Great news. You want to save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Sometimes it's just that easy. So before we get to the play of the night, I want to throw this by you. All right, let's go. If I left Fox Sports Radio tonight, 
We'd have new imaging and yes, okay. all new yes, bits in yes. no time flat. I know, yes. Well, you mic- are going to be leaving Fox Sports Radio in 10 minutes. Yeah, okay, going home. But, I mean, if I left. You'll I, be back. I, oh, you meant for good. Yes. Like before. If I meant I left for, or for the next two, I took a sabbatical for two years and said, Here's my job for two years. Where do I got to fly you? I'm going to come up. Yeah, I know. You drive into the airport. Well, we already yeah, figured out it's less than yeah. two grand to get you to Lithuania. I'd at least leave you on the tarmac. Oh, thanks, Frost. Welcome but you're all heart, buddy. You like that. Welcome to Lithuania. If I wanted to take the next two years for a full time job, could I make it a full time job trying to come up with names of cities and nicknames for the locations where the new XFL teams are going to play? And a city and nickname where the Marlins will play when Derek Jeter eventually moves them because, hey, you saw today, Christian Yelich got traded to the Brewers for four prospects. He's young, great team-friendly contract. He's a 20-90 and 290 guy. You don't trade guys like this. He's getting paid $10 million a year for the next four years. They traded Ozuna. They traded Yelich. You only do things like this if you want to move the team. Derek Jeter's not trying to grow baseball in South Florida because guys like Ozuna and Yelich you build around because these are the guys who are going to play well while you try to make the team better. No one's going to go to games the next three or four years, and he's going to move the team. This this is crying out for this to happen after this move today. Yelich was a very big deal. We talked about it last hour. Jerry Harrison and I had a conversation about this, former Dodger star, uh, current MLB analyst, this is what's happening. So if could I make a job out of the next two years, cities and nicknames for the Marlins, cities and nicknames for the XFL? Well, certainly for the Marlins, as Jerry Harrison Jr. did chime in on, on Twitter uh, as well, as we, we talk about this tonight, Nashville growing leaps and bounds. There's a, a prime spot to put a, a new team in to compete with the Nashville Sounds. Man, I know we love the Sounds, one of the all-time great uh, minor league affiliates going out there, but you, you look at that. You got other locales, but I don't know that it's a two year job. No, like, but, unless but the, unless no, you're no, the guy that's two years. But as long I as have if, to go visit cities. But are you the guy that that has to be the excellence of execution? So yeah, no, no. Stay no. With I'd, the have WWE go, I'd have to go visit cities. Yeah. I'd have to spend time coming up with cool nicknames. I'd have to sit trying through, their concessions. I have to sit through focus groups yeah. and say, hey, "Do you like these nicknames? Do you like better nicknames? What do you think about this? What do you think about that?" Two years, I think I could do it. All right. I think let's I pitch can. It. Let's let's find a way. Uh, oh, by the way, also weighing in on Twitter is Keith Oldman, who who disagrees. His MLB doesn't think it's going to make anybody move because they'd be too nervous about what the franchise would go for and what it would be worth if they move. But it's clear Derek Jeter is not interested in growing baseball in South Florida. He's not interested. He's not interested in in trying to win the fans over. He wouldn't allow cameras when he met the season ticket holders. He is going to be the the ivory tower owner where he has no accessibility to the players, to the fans, to anybody because his intent and purpose is to move the Marlins. He's going to be that guy. If he, I'll give out gift baskets on his way out of town. Here, take That's this. That's not bad. Take this. Take See, this. See, if, if they're, they get a sense of humor at all, there's got to be a gift basket day, like a picnic basket day. Jetersburg Day. On, yeah. You have Jetersburg Day. In celebration of me. Well, you'd only have to give like three out. Whoa. Because he's, he's married? No, because no, that's how many people all... are showing up. Oh. 
Well, no, I don't, I don't think you get him at the games. No, you have to get him like like if when it's he's gift basket night. Of course you do. You have to go to the big pineapple in the outfield and and, and get it from there. No, he traded that. <laughs> I have a pineapple. <laughs> I have a pen. And don't think just because you have a stadium that's newish that was built in 2012 that's going to save you. That's was that was made done with the old ownership. This is new people in now. You can get out of deals. There are negotiations and contracts you can leave. Just think about it this way. Are you ever at work and your boss leaves and a new boss comes in and you say, well, you know, my boss told me I was going to be the next person to be promoted. Your new boss is going to say, well, that was before. I'm new now and I'm going to promote whoever I think is doing the best job. I'm not going to do it just because he said that. Whoa, is that fair? It's reality. The reality is. Derek Jeter is not trying to grow baseball. He's Everybody's been everybody. hit with that harsh reality at some point in their career. No matter what you've done, wherever you're driving, wherever you're taking in this fine radio programming. No question about it. Time now for the play of the night, and it comes to us from college basketball. An absolute thriller between Penn State and Ohio State. Not one, but two buzzer beaters to end this Big Ten battle. Penn State gets it inbounded. Carr from behind the left throws. And no way! You got the to buzzer. be kidding Tony me! Carr from the left point. He pulled up just past half court and banks in a three-pointer. Tony Carr to win the game for Penn State, 82-79. to Just when it looked like Ohio State was going to get it to overtime, Tony Carr pulls up and knocks down a cold-blooded three. Is there any other kind of three besides a cold-blooded? There's no warm-blooded threes. I don't care. I think someone should say warm-blooded at some point. The, oh. the, the color man should also shut up. Well, Ohio State Radio Network, and he's just pissed off that Ohio State lost on a banked-in three from 10 feet behind the three-point line. Well, but you only got one, one guy to talk at a time there, right? So that's LaMelo Ball with that shot. How about that? Ben Maller next on Fox. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.